The doobies are rolled. Los dubos. El rolos. The smoking glasses are on. And uh, this is the Snacks of Life podcast. I'm your host, co-host, the snack man. To my right, world-famous comedian Mike Rita. Hey, catch me in your backyard this summer on the world-famous Mike Rita tour. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors, Liquid Death. Liquid Cheers. Death. Cheers, Cheers to the freaking weekend. This guy's is ice. That, oh, man. I gotta, geez, the freaking reef. This week's podcast, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. We actually don't know what we're going to talk about. Let's be honest. I'm going to be honest with everybody watching the show. We have no idea what we're going to talk about before we even sit down. Snackman and I just start going off. That's what makes it great. Yeah, man. People don't know. Because you ever watch a podcast and you can just tell they have this like segmented, like every 10 minutes we switch subjects. We don't go on too long. You got to make sure you get as much as you can. We have an hour. We got 10 minutes each, six subjects. Bush, bro. Fuck that shit. And shout out to our 90s cam here. This is what I'm calling it. Every time I throw to this cam, it's like a 90s like music video. And I'm, uh, uh, sky view. Sky view. We're going with a, a close-up today, a little closer. We're testing out things. Uh, you know, We're fumbling through it, but we're fumbling forward to the first yard line. Come on. Every, or the fucking, yeah, the, the first down every time. We're like Josh Allen when the fucking defense is pressuring us. But seriously... We thank everybody who's been listening. This fucking thing is starting to catch on, and people are really enjoying it, and I, and I like that people are enjoying it. It makes me happy. The Snack Man and I have been friends for a long time, and never did we even think about the Snack Man approach me, and now look at us. We're, we're four episodes in. Look, we even got champagne from the apple cider world. Because uh, <laughs> Yeah, I brought us some fancy apple juice because it was my birthday, and that's how a snack man pops bottles. That's right, boy. Fancy apple juice. And yeah, Mike, uh, episode three premieres tomorrow at 7.10. That's Friday. At 7.10, you can expect to see episodes drop every Friday morning for your drive to work. That's the way it's going to work, Mike. We're just going to come here. We're going to talk shit. We're going to entertain people. And while we do it, we're going to smoke a little bit of weed. So pass that lighter. Hey, the snacks of life. The snacks of life. You really are digging that, eh? Hey, man. I, I, that's gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write the song. Here, here, so what we'll do is if you want to write the song, hey, I'll, hey, I'll, put, I'll put you over. You got a beat? Uh, yeah, just give me one sec here. And uh, here you go, Mike. This is for you. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the snacks. The snacks of life. There's a time to That's all we got to do is sing that part. The snacks of life. The snacks of life. When the world never seems to be living up to your dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us here on the Snacks of Life podcast with your co host, Mike Rita and the Snack Man. Hey. Live here on KBBLTY 7542. Early in the morning with your drive time, five time. We're going to be getting high time and eating some snacks, yeah. Uh, today's snacks are brought to you by Liquid Death. Are you dying of thirst? Liquid Death wants to kill that thirst. Also brought to you by Headwater Cannabis, the best cannabis on the market. What market? All markets. The best cannabis on every market. Thank you, Headwater Cannabis, for sponsoring us again. We'll be smoking this week some frosted fruitcake or some frosted cornflakes. Fried ice cream. Yeah, fried ice cream. Frosted fruitcake and Jealousy BX, Mike. I don't know the strains. I just know that it numbs the pain. Do you hear what I'm saying? Uh, I think we need to give you a beat so you can freestyle <laughs> for the people. No, because as soon as you give me the beat, I'm just going to go, the snack's alive. The snack's alive. We really need to get teeth. 
in here so they can they can do us a remix of that song. Uh, we got it all set up for them here in the studio. And uh, <laughs> what were we talking about earlier on? We were talking about snacks and their names. And we're going to start off with snacks and their names because it was the first one that we were talking about when we came in. And we're oh, shit. Laugh. And I just remembered I forgot a special thing outside that I'm going to surprise you with while you talk about this. Uh, and I'm going to go get it right now. You know how we're so unprofessional. I keep forgetting things. Hey, he's going to be right back. After, so, so I might as well make up commercials for things that we have on the uh, table here. Uh, Clipper Lighters. Are you sick to the dick of Bic? Clipper Lighters has got your back. Clipper, the only lighter with a built-in pokey. Mike, I have a really special treat. What'd you bring? What'd you bring? What is this shit? Oh, Fuck! Peepsies, but they're not really peepsies because Pepsi didn't have the balls to call them peepsies. They're peep Pepsis. We have a very special. These headphones are actually really hard to work. <laughs> yeah, you ever try to get them on quick? You're like, oh, fuck. It's some sort of a, Rubik, a Rubik's Cube of uh, headphones. Oh, oh, fuck. So, our special snack today, among other things, is the just release Pepsi Peeps collab. That uh, they definitely missed the boat. They should have called it Peepsy. So, Peepsy. I think so, don't you? I think it should have been Peepsy. I think a lot of these companies don't have the balls to change the brand name. They think, oh, people will think Peepsy's not Pepsi. We should just call it Peep Pepsi or Pepsi Peep. <laughs> that, could be, that could be it. So what we're going to do, this will be another one of our Instagram polls. Yeah, that's Peep, right. Peep X Pepsi or Peepsy. Dude, anybody who votes for Pepsi or Peep X Pepsi, Peep X Pepsi. They, they wear a lot of Supreme. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if it don't got an X in it and it ain't a collab, I don't want to wear it because it sucks. I need collabs, bro. Supreme and Liquid Death. That's just a Supreme sticker. Uh, I'm drinking it. I'm, dr- I'm drinking it for sure. Uh, the, the most famous, I think, fuck up. Oh yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. Bring it out, baby. Let the people at home know. What everybody, we're about everybody it. knows that the the most famous branding fuck up of the last five years is the s'more Oreos not being called s'moreos. You guys hear that right now? I, I believe me. I had the same reaction. Oreos came out with a s'mores flavored Oreo and did not. I repeat, did not call it s'moreos. They call it S'mores X Oreo. <laughs> it's, it's almost a travesty, the boat that was missed there. Think about that. Marketing. Marketing. What are you guys doing? Who, who, who at Oreo Marketing was like, nah, guys, we cannot call them S'moreos. It goes against the whole brand. My grandfather, Jonathan F. Oreo, did not create these delicious three-layer cookies to sell a name out to goddamn S'mores. Did you know that there was a cookie before the Oreo? That was the Oreo, the original Oreo. Wow. You want some snack history, Mike? This Let's is what go. we're here for. The listeners, now, everybody, pipe, peep down. We, we, peep down. Peep see down. Peep, peep see down. <laughs> uh, Hydrox. They're sold at uh, the Cracker Barrel. It was the original sandwich cookie. It has a chocolate cookie exterior with a cream filling. And if uh, I put them side by side, Same you, cookie. you'd swear it's an Oreo. Wow. That's why the people at Samorio don't have the fucking balls. You hear me? 
It's because you guys are living with a guilty conscience knowing that you fucked over the good people at Cracker Barrel. Uh, Hydrox, I think it's like it's like a family company. They just sell it at Cracker Barrel because they're like the old time, old fashioned store. So they carry a lot of that stuff. But there's a lot and of you that. had it. You've had it before. I know Snack Man's had a lot of snacks. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Good cookie. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Soft or crunchy like the Oreo. Well, I believe that the Hydrox is still true to the original Oreo. A lot of people don't know, Mike, maybe you are included in this group. I am included. That the, the Oreo is a vegan treat. Wait a minute now. Here we go. We got the first bombshell of the of the season. Oreo is a vegan treat. What the fuck's the cream inside? It's made out of vegetable oil and uh, some other shit. But it's not made out of... It used to be made out of lard, if I'm not mistaken. Way back in the uh, early 90s, they switched. And then again, they switched somewhere in the 2000s, I believe. Uh, and yes, Oreos themselves are vegan. You don't need to buy vegan Oreos. And all the vegans right now are going, yeah, I knew that because it's like the one cookie that they know that uh, they can yeah. have. Yeah, there's no butter in it, right? There's no... Oreos are fucked. What the hell is in an Oreo? A cookie in itself. It can't be called a cookie then, right? An Oreo at heart is not a cookie. A cookie's got sugar. It's got eggs. It's got fucking molasses. And shit. I don't think we want to read the ingredients list, to be oh, honest. Yeah. You're missing a bunch of stuff with X and Z in the in the ingredients list, I'm sure of it, Mike. T-harvenated, carbonated, uh, full detskinide. You're like, damn, bro, I didn't even know I even liked that. I didn't know I liked that flavor. It tastes so good. It tastes so goddamn good, that fluoronide, hydroxonide. Can't get enough of that shit. Now, there's a couple of, uh, you know, okay. If we're talking about collabs and food, what's a top two collab like one two that you think like you can think of in your head maybe not number one but like you know that's up there boy oh boy oh boy there was some like they've been doing some crazy stuff one of the uh they basically have taken familiar cereals to start we could start with cereals and they've applied it to everything so something like lucky charms now has cupcakes that's right pancake mix yep just the lucky charms uh, we have like Dunkaroos now has pancake mix, cookie mixes, cinnamon toast crunch. I think they make everything cinnamon toast crunch now. Everything at this point, you're not wrong. I've seen everything. You know what else makes everything is uh, oh man, like the Mars brand, like those Mars Twix, uh, Snickers. Yeah, you can get fucking protein powder that is Twix and Snickers and Mars flavored. I have a coffee K cup that's Snickers coffee. In a K-cup. That's yep. right, bro. Yeah, so what they've done is is they've taken, for instance, actually, we have one on the table right there. They've taken an old product, which is the crackers and cheese. Classic grade school. Uh, I'm going to grab the mic. <coughs> Classic <coughs> grade school material, you know. <coughs> these were, these were, this was a hot commodity in grade school if you got the crackers and cheese, but look at what's on there, Mike. Look at what they've done. Cheetos. Cheetos. Another brand that they've taken, and we have Kraft Dinner. They must have been. Frito-Lays owns Cheetos? Yes. So Frito-Lays owns Munchies. They put the two brand. This is a three Frito-Lay is Pepsi. Whoa. Oh, so that's Ooh. how we have the, the Mountain Dew Doritos. Which wow. was a, Mountain Dew Doritos in, in uh, Australia. That was a big, big collab. Mountain Dew Doritos. <laughs> what the fuck you Aussies on? 
Get it together, Australia. Fucking right, mate, after a long day on the outback, nothing like, <laughs> nothing sells me out. Like a fucking Mountain Dew Dorito. Yeah, the toilet's going backwards, so and we're <laughs> Mountain Dew Doritos. The toilet goes backwards for those gross shits you take in eating Mountain Dew Doritos. I, I mean, they might be fire for all I know, but okay, they, this is a three-layer thing here. We got Cheetos, we got Munchies, and we got Frito-Lay. Yeah. All three brands on yeah. one label, guys. Yep. Yep. So again, this is like Cheetos is huge in the last two years, just pumping out extra product. Is it because they made so much money off those spicy Cheetos? Whatever the fuck was that, like that just blew up in the last couple of years. Spicy Cheetos or the something? Flaming hot. Flaming hot. Flaming hot crunchy Cheetos. Yeah. Yeah. Now they have extra flaming hot crunchy you know, honestly, Cheetos. Honestly, at the end of the day, those are, those are fire. Like, you know, you go to a vending machine late at night at a hotel, it's that, salt, vinegar, and fucking. The, 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 the low, the, the low uh, key fire. Is the hot fries? You ever had the Cheetos hot fries? No. Cheetos hot fries, yellow bag. Uh, they're cheaper. And uh, Cheetos hot fries. Anybody that is a big fan of Cheetos loves Cheeto hot fries. That that's a big one. Uh, also, big fan of the Cheetos puff corn. This was a, a product that had two dollars like on the packaging. Remember that? I remember that. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, Cheetos puff corn is now two fifty. Now, for those people out there playing the game. That's a 25% increase on the cost of the Cheetos popcorn inflation suck a dick. I used to love, love candies and, 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 and bags of chips that came with the price on them. Like when you walked in and you saw the Lay's uh, display and it said like $1.60 on them or whatever the fuck for the mini bags. Or when you'd go get Arizona uh, iced tea. Oh, 99 no, it was, cents. Nine, was it Arizona that yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. Uh, man. That it's, was the best. It's I a liked, buck twenty nine now. Nah, that's fair. You know what? Those corner stores got reamed for like centuries by everybody for ninety. Some of them would have a dollar twenty five, like over the ninety nine. You're like, nah, this is ninety nine cents. You can't fucking. And it was an American product, so that was ninety nine cents American <laughs> the whole time. Those guys were getting reamed. Man, yeah, those poor corner stores. But straight up, my favorite wasn't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out a whole different Arizona product. Was it the fruit punch? Arizona fruit punch that they made. They had a Shack soda at one point, Arizona. Ooh, Shack soda. Anybody who got lucky enough to try a creamsicle Shack soda, that was fire. Yeah. That was fire. First Shaq's time I ever done had a lot game. of cool shit, actually. Man, I used to own a pair of Shacks. When I was a kid, I needed basketball shoes for gym, and I got a pair of Shacks. And you know what? I got reamed out, and I swear to God, they were some of the most comfortable shoes I ever owned. They were fucking sick. Shaq put his shoe out. And he put it out cheaper than all the other shoes on purpose. Hey, you ever hear the story about that? Yeah. Like the lady's like, Shaq, I love you, but your shoe's too expensive. What the fuck? My son can't afford them. And she was like, you, I got you to afford them. I'll, go, I'll help you out. And he did. Made shoes for fucking poor kids. Shaq's a G like that. Dude, you see some of the videos of Shaq on the internet, and he's just like, he's in the Walmart, and he's just buying everybody's yeah, shit. I just love that. Like, imagine you're in a Walmart <laughs> one day, and you're like, Shaquille, you over here. You just start stacking your basket. TVs and shit. <laughs> you're full of you're TVs. like, Shaq, Shaq, remember that time you scored 39 against the uh, Clippers? You just make some stat up. Who gives a fuck? Fuck Kobe. Even yeah, though he liked Kobe near the end of his career. but like, There was a point where they did not like each other, though. You pick someone Keep that he it doesn't like. Uh, yo, fuck uh, Dwight Howard. <laughs> uh, I was in... I, I was in Buffalo this weekend, and uh, I saw the Magic Johnson uh, pop. The wow. Ma- yeah, the Funko pop. That brought me back. And uh, guess how much? This was the craziest thing. I went and I found all sorts of crazy snacks this weekend. You know, the Peepsy. There was all sorts of awesome Easter, Easter jelly beans. Like, they have taken every single 
different thing you could make into a jelly bean. We're talking Skittles, Jolly Rancher, Sour Patch Kids, like fucking Welch's grape juice. Everything you can think of is made into a jelly bean. But the most impressive thing this weekend when I was in the United States of America was guess how much a 50-inch flat screen TV is right now in the United States of America? Two ninety nine. One ninety eight. Suck on that, you fucking commie pricks. Capitalism wins again. Wow. Because you can't. <laughs> 200 bucks. Bro, do you, do you know what a TV used to cost when we were Bro, kids? My dad couldn't even get a TV remote for 200 bucks. Are you what kidding me? What the fuck, man? I, almost, I don't need a TV. But if I mean, it makes you want to have two everywhere because you're like, you might as well at this point. I felt inadequate leaving the Walmart without a television. <laughs> Everybody had a TV. Dude, except you can me. do that thing where you you do the three screens. You know, you ever see that shit where you just had three screens back to back and they just make one giant image? Like, so I am now. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like get a sports package so I can watch three games at once to utilize all the television. A friend of mine has one of those QLEDs or whatever the fuck or the OLEDs that yeah. are thin. Like they're actually like guys. I, I couldn't believe how thin the TV was, man. It was a pane of glass. That's all it is. It's a pane of glass on a stand, and then the, somehow it's, like, projected onto it. It was uh, it was bonkers, to say the least. But television's changing, man. One day, one day it'll just be a piece of glass with a small little hub on the corner. The TV now only weighs, like, five fucking pounds. It's like, it's like 10 pounds per 10 inches or some shit like Yo, that. There or, is or nothing pound better. pound per 10 inches. It's fucked. Nothing better than when you get, as you get older, the things that have disappeared. And one of them was... Yo, everybody has logged out their big TV now. Like, everybody on the, in, the, in North America had a big TV in their house. Dude, sometimes you see them pop up on Facebook Marketplace, one of those old, like, rear projection TVs, and it's like, you couldn't give that away to somebody right now. There's only one type of person on Earth right now that wants them, and it's these old video game nerds who need to have the, the auxiliary cord plug-in on the back so that they get the clear image on the, like, 64 or the PlayStation, because you can't get it on HDTVs. They come in pixelated, you know? Even, even with the HDMI You mean like Switch. the old school video games. Yeah. So when you plug right. in an N64 to a modern TV, it just comes out garbage. But you plug it right. into your old TV, you're like, damn, these little tight-ass projected pixels are tight, yo. This right. is sick. So you're picking up like that old Panasonic 52-inch rear, rear I projection. I saw a guy. I saw a guy on Marketplace try to sell one for 500 bucks, an old old 50 inch like bro this thing was so big that in the marketplace thing he said we'll need two people i was like yeah who's gonna who no nobody who's a nerd enough to buy this tv also has a friend they have 200 dollars into the fucking pickup and delivery of the house get the, TV the to your house. fuck you gotta, call, here, you gotta call a delivery company to get a free television you just leave it on the sidewalk and you hope to god somebody picks it up and that's it that's what you do there was one time when i was a kid this is a great story so I was, I was in Florida, and this goes back to, like, when you're a kid, when I was a kid, probably even when Mike was a kid, like, it was, to have a television in your room was a thing. You know what I mean? Like, you had a family television. That was the TV. In your living room. That was it. And maybe but you had an old TV. If the family upgraded, the oldest kid would get a TV for the room. Man. That's how it worked, and then that one would right? get the Nintendo. That one would get the Sega. It would it would be covered in, you know, video games and wires, and that's just what it was, bro. So I'm like 15, 16 years old, and I'm down in Florida visiting my grandparents for March break. We drove down in an Astro van. 
No, no, no. It was a Ford Windstar at the time. How close are your grandparents from Florida to the grandparents from Seinfeld? Like, how are they? Are like an Ira and a Morty? Do you got an Ira? And no, a Morty? no, no, no. My 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 grandpa was like. He played tennis, and he was like, he built all the houses in the park and stuff like that. He's a man's man. He was, he was like the snack man. He, he, yeah, he, he, everybody thoroughly enjoyed my grandfather. But I remember I was walking one day, and there was a TV box out at the road. And it was like a brand new TV box. And I walked past this TV box, and you know, I'm like a 15-year-old kid. And give a second look at it. You know, that's interesting. There's a TV box, and it's brand-new TV box sitting at the, at the side of the road. And, of course, probably induced by the weed I was smoking when I was going on my little walk. Shout out, Florida. Uh, awesome place to get baked when you're a kid because of the, the heat, and it's just a just good something vibe. else, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm like, it's a setup. Someone must have stole this TV, and they must have ditched it here. And uh, I got you know, to stay away from the TV and then I came back, and the TV was still there. And so I went over to the box, and like I'm like, ah, maybe it's just an empty box. And I you know, gave it a little move, and it was full. And I'm like, holy fuck, there's, there's a TV in this box. And I kind of like looked around. I went back, and I talked to my grandparents. And I'm like, yo, there's a TV in a box down there. And I don't know, like, do you think someone would throw at a TV? Because you got to remember, at this time, televisions were still very expensive. Yeah, like you know? we're talking like a thousand bucks, bro. Well, I mean, Maybe the TV was probably, yeah, like three to five hundred bucks at this time. You know, 27-inch tube TV. I mean, that's era. still so crazy, bro. And uh, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get it. So there's this like 15, 16-year-old kid carrying this big TV, and I get it back to my grandparents' house, and I'm like, look, you know, it's brand new in the box. And I open up the box, and what it was is, obviously, I, I was in a retirement area, and like you were saying, as you get older... That's one of like the the few joys you still have as an older man is like a new TV. Yeah. Dude, when you get a new TV, you're like I'll sit in front of that thing for the rest of my week. It's over. <laughs> it's right, right. So I guess someone had upgraded their TV, but they were nice enough that they took their old TV and they'd put it into the new box and they'd put it at the road. So I was geek thinking I was getting a new TV and I opened it up and it was like an older like gold star. It wasn't like as good as the TV, but it worked. And at this point in time, I was like, yes, all right. It flipped from, I think I might be getting in trouble for this, to sick. I just got a television. And I made my family lug that fucking 27-inch, like, gold star TV in the van all the way back from Florida. Sick, though. Yeah, all the way back from Florida, playing video games in the car on the TV with a power inverter I bought. And, uh, yeah, man, I just remember, like, that feeling of, like, how special a TV was. And all of that was completely murdered, like liquid death would do your thirst this weekend when I saw a 50-inch flat-screen LED TV for not even $200. It the was beauty of the times changing, man. 50-inch flat-screen, not flat-screen, but you know what I'm saying, like just fucking, just a masterpiece TV, bro. Probably smart. Oh, yeah, plays yeah. music. Roku, Netflix, the you whole nine, dude. Yeah, Spotify just built in. You just one button. Everything you need. All the technology in one. 200 fucking dollars. True story, man. I, I wanna, I, when I was 20 years old, when I was 20 years old, I won a really big award in Toronto called the Cream of Comedy uh, presented by the Second City. Second City, obviously, the SCTV. Huge, huge. Massive. John Candy, uh, Eugene Levy, um, the mother from Home Alone, I can't remember her name right because I'm high, but you know what I'm talking about. Fucking legend, something with a C, whatever, fuck. Christine something, isn't it? It's something like that. We're, we're just high. But um, 
Okay, so Second City puts on this thing. And at the time, I was broke. I was only 20 years old. And I won five grand and a trophy and all this accolades. I was all over the news. You were like a rapper on his first deal. Dude, I was the cover of the entertainment section of the Now magazine. It was bonkers. Okay, sick shit. Um, or the cover story. This is where the groupie started, isn't it? Hey, your boy at 20 wasn't who he is at 33 here. But, uh, <laughs> but okay, so they gave me five Gs, and I bought, I, I love music. I love to listen to music. I, bro, I'm not even kidding when I say this. I went out and I bought the most expensive music system I could buy, Bay Blue Radio. I always wanted to buy it from there because I used to work across the street, and when I was really poor and, like, 16, I used to go in there and, like, fantasize, like, wow, imagine owning, like, a legit system from a place like this. Like, like a Denon. Yeah, bro. I Har- have Har- a- Harman Kardon. Yeah, so I, I couldn't afford right. the Harman, but I, I I could afford the Bose. Bose. Still amazing. Quality. Bro. Quality, quality, bro. Like, like mid to high range quality. It ain't a yeah. Harman. It ain't one of those, like, top, top elite. But, bro, no one's going to complain. I still have it to this day. It works like I bought it yesterday. It cost me, like, I think at the time, 15 grand, uh, 15, 1500 for a two-speaker system and right. a sub. That's it. And yeah. it's Bose. The speakers are this big. Bro, they'll fill my house. Destroy my structure, uh, my foundation cracks. It's you, you could have just bought the sound wave off the television, bro. The, I think it, about this. <laughs> I see them come up on marketplaces. I, I still want to buy them because of those ads. But that's what I'm saying. Nowadays, the same quality comes out of like a fucking Bluetooth Beats, and you're like, damn, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> but back in the day, bro, you, you know, and it plugs. It's plugged in everywhere. It's it's it doesn't have Bluetooth built in or anything. It, it's fuck. This is right at the cusp of Bluetooth being on everything. And um, regardless, bro, still amazing. Still, and it's one of those things. I do not look forward to the day that I got to throw it out or just pass you never it on. will. I might not. Danielle said the same thing. It's Bose. Have you just ever met it. someone who throws out a Bose? I'm like, no. It's like it didn't work for like till you're old. It's like people who drive Toyota Four Runners. They just like keep the other one and buy a new one you're not wrong bro you ever go by a house and they got a new forerunner and then you look and there's this beater from the 90s you're like no they just won't get rid of it like what do you mean bro on a winter day when it's fucking custy outside that thing never dies (laughs) forerunner never dies it's true though it's like it's also like toyota corollas they just like continue to go through the family all of a sudden it's like the sixth cousin my uncle has had a has had the same corolla i believe it's a 94 doesn't have a drop of rust on it. Has over two hundred thousand kilometers, maybe closer to three at this point. And if you give it to somebody who changes the oil, changes the fluids, puts fresh brakes on it, new wheels every couple of years, who just treats it like it's supposed to be, he could pass that on to me, and it would break next week. Yeah, me too. You know I'd, fuck it, I'd, I'd fuck, fuck it up. I'd fuck it up. I'd sell too fast, and go, every light on the car would come on. But because this guy's never gone past 200 RPMs, it's just the car's like, buddy, you ever going to actually drive us? <laughs> you have to be quiet. I'm going to drive uh, like Grandpa for the rest of my life. He only goes through this one little section of Toronto. Oh, fuck. Oh, a little ash at the car. I can't forget that. Don't fuck up Russ's carpet, dude. Hey, man. He watches is... the podcast. I know, man. And he, he's just waiting for us to trash him and be like, it's cold in here. He's like, I told you to fuck. turn the heat. I forgot to turn off the heater again this week. Can you hear it on the recordings? I doubt it. He's, right. he's very worried that you will be able to hear the heater. And he'll I keep on it. telling him that. He'll he, he'll hear it. He'll hear it. He'll he'll be bothered by it. Nobody like, else will. Ah, you, you guys left the heater on in the studio. All right, we got to get back into our subject. We, we see that that's actually part of the charm of our podcast is how we just go 
Dude, we were. It's as if we're not. It's as if we're not recording, and we're not. People with attention deficit disorder love us. They love us though. This is this is a secret ADD podcast that you can just listen to, tap out for a few seconds, come back, and it's a whole new subject. Or we're still rambling. I, another thing I saw this weekend that kind of flipped me out when you were talking about speakers was, and I and I, you you could make a skit with this. I was in a store and they had a Corona branded karaoke machine. Fucking right. Bro. Bluetooth speaker branded Corona. And all I could think about is somewhere in Los Angeles, there is a taco stand right now with the Corona branded Bluetooth speaker and the, the songs and the karaoke that are going down. I don't know. I don't know any of the music, but I'm sure that wherever the Corona brand, branded Bluetooth speaker goes, there is a fucking hell of a party, guaranteed. Dude, you know how much good Mexican banda music is coming off that. If you don't like Mexican banda music, you don't know anything, bro. Banda MS. Shout out to my Mexican brothers listening to this podcast. My fucking Mexico Farms. Mexico Farms. Yeah, who's, shout out Mexico Farms, bro. Mexico Farms been in my DMs. Those are your boys, right? Yeah, Mexico Farms. Exactly. Are they legit? He's legit. Mexico okay. Farms is Somebody legit. Somebody asked me the other day, "Can I trust Mexico Farms?" I was like, "I don't know, bro. They've been in my DMs. They seem legit." My boy said they were cool, so we are confirming Mexico Farms <laughs> is good. I, I don't know if I ever actually finished that story from week one about me going to the bus station. To you get and the I. Weed. I've never finished one story on this whole podcast. So week one, I told the story about the, how my, my weed was lost in the mail, and I actually had to go to the bus station in Puerto Vallarta wow. and pick up the package at the bus station. Yeah. So people that are asking, is it legit? This guy said to me, man, I'm really sorry that that got held up. I'm sending it on a bus right now. It'll be there in 12 hours. You got to go to the bus station to pick it up. And I went to the bus station the next morning. There's a package. There's a package for me. Yes, sir. That is legit. And they just picked, and, you, and it was just there. And it was okay weed? I mean, you for the price, yeah. It was like an outdoor. All I, all I want to do is be able to smoke it and it not hurt my lungs or my throat. Bro. I smoked backwards, so there you go. That's it. I was smoking backwards of it. Very little seed. Ironically, I did save two seeds. There was Bring two seeds. Hell yeah, they're growing right now. Man, you know, honestly... Mexico still has that good sesamilia. You know what I'm saying? Bro? I named it El Chapo, the plant, which yeah. is bad because it's a male name. It should be a female, but I was yeah. close, and, you know, I figured it, it was an ode to. El Chapo. But, uh, I might change it if the weed's really good and it makes you get really, really high where you forget the episode from the week before. I might change the name to PVR. Hey, PVR reads so that you remember what you were saying. You know what you mean? Man, Mexico's chill. I love Mexico. I love uh, that Mexico Farms is legit. Fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Mexico then. If I know that I can get weed, we should go to Mexico. Or you got, you know, Mexico. Swoop, yo, swoop, hey, swoop. Every week, we Every shout week, out swoop. Bro. We're gonna sweat, shout out swoop till they fucking send us some free flights, and we'll go to Mexico and do a podcast. How the fuck are you gonna disrespect us like that, swoop, <laughs> swoop? I've gone to St. John's. I've gone to. Uh, I've gone to Edmonton. I've gone to uh, uh, Abbotsford. Send us to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, right? Like, and, and you know how cheap those flights are. Hey. They're, they're, the best. they're not. That, like, they're, come on, guys. Bro, round trip. You could go wherever the fuck you want on a swoop flight for like uh, two bus tokens and a used Canadian tire gift card. You just you just show the lady at the front. You're like, there's a couple bucks on it. She's like, all right, get on, bro. 34F. They actually encourage you to bring your own snacks on swoop. 
I'm man, sure. And the snack man's like, fuck yeah, bro. Here we go. I brought enough for everybody. Everyone takes home a Cheetos uh, cracker pack. What is this, elementary school? Hey, you don't get shit, kid. Get the fuck out of here. Yo, man, until you eat those Cheetos crackers and you're like, man, the snack man wasn't lying. This shit makes me feel like grade school. I'm having one to try, all right? All right. First snack of the, of the pod. First snack of the pod. Mike, we're going to get you to get an honest review because I've been hyping them up for a while. The Munchies Cheese and Crackers. Woo! Does this hit your nostalgic funny bone? All right, right off the top, perfect saltine cracker, perfect amount of cheese, like a wallop. There's a wallop in there. Like, you wouldn't want too much more because then it's too much. There's a nice coating of salt. I can see lots of little, like, droplets of salt. Anybody who doesn't go salt down tongue is is psycho to me. I think they're both salted. I think both sides are salted. Both sides are salted, which is going to be fucking huge right now. All right, I'm going to take an honest bite. Honest review, so that's that. You know, it's exactly what you think. Saltine with a nice wallop of cheese in the middle, and it's it looks good. I like. like. He's going in. Oh man, so flaky! Holy fuck, so good. Flaky saltine. They do it on purpose because the moisture is in the cheese. Mmm. Oh my god, the Cheeto cheese, right? Tangier than the average cheese that goes in here. Another snack man win. Tastes like mac and cheese, bro. Tastes like craft dinner. Straight the fuck up. As if you were to put a craft dinner, like a couple chunks of craft dinner in here. Which is ironic because the Cheetos mac and cheese is, is horrible. What a rip. I re- that's one of my <laughs> favorite reviews of yours because you did it like late night just in front of like a computer. You're like, this shit sucks. <laughs> it was so honest. I don't know. I guess I expected you to lie to sell the product, and you did not. No, I'd and never do that. That's right. We talked about that yeah. last week. I finally remembered yes. one of our conversations. I was like, yes. wait a minute. We, we chatted about this. But the snack man didn't lie. And forever in my heart, I was like, this dude's so fucking funny. This guy's job is to sell snacks, and he's like, this one sucks. Do not buy this. I will not recommend this. This will not be on my website, bro. And I, <laughs> this is fire, by the way. This is edible, cracker-like uh, mac and cheese. Uh, out of 10, 7.7, 8.2, depending on how high I am. Like, if I'm ripped and I'm watching, like, the Leafs or something, this is an 8.2 easily. Yeah. Easily in the yeah. eights. If I'm just chilling in the middle of the day where I'm not feeling, like, it'll make me feel like a degenerate. I don't know how to explain that. There's a time where food that you can eat during the day, you can't eat during the day becomes okay at night. And this is one of those things. Like, during the day, if I eat this, I'd be like, ah, there's real options. I shouldn't have fucked with this. But after, like, 9 o'clock and the kid's in bed, you're like, oh. Serious question, Mike. What percentage of cereal do you think is being eaten after, let's say, 3 o'clock in the afternoon? I'm out. Out of all the cereal sold, 30%. 30% is, is, is eaten after 3 o'clock. All right. Everybody, most people are eating in the morning. I would say a good percentage, 60 to 65, 70. Some people have it in the afternoon. Some people have it for dinner. But the rest, I'm saying like literally 25 to 30% of those people. That's what I'm getting at. A good chunk of cereal is eaten at night because it's so fucking easy. Shout out cereal for never fucking... Fucking around. Being Doesn't, complicated. Yeah, no, bro. You get the bull. You get. Hey, I met a guy who used to put milk and then the cereal. And no. Uh, yeah, bro. Or, That's a true psychopath. Anyone that puts the milk in the bowl first and then the cereal, yep. you need to question that person. You need to watch that person closely. Everything they do, there's something wrong with that person. You something know who mechanically you are. is not right. 
we went to high school together. You had long hair, kind of, and then grade 12, you shaved it. I remember sitting in the cafeteria. You got a fucking bowl of Frosted Flakes. We were sitting there. I was eating two hot dogs and a poutine. And I forget, you sit with me. And I'm not going to say his name because he's mad sensitive as a person. <laughs> and if he were to watch this, he'd be like, okay, tell a story, but don't fucking tell people my name, dog. He's like Billy Madison. He's got your name on the oh, side of yeah. his bed. Mike Rita. He put the lipstick on. Yeah. Dude, right? Man. Shout out great song, ELO. But, um, bro, this guy, I watched him do it, and I go, did you just put the milk in the bowl? He goes, oh, so what? This is my, as close of an impression I can do. Oh, man. I almost said his name. Um, <laughs> and I go, bro, did you just put the milk in the bowl? And he goes, yeah, so what? I go, you, you don't put the milk in the bowl, bro. You put the fucking cereal first. It sits in the bowl, and then you know exactly how much milk you want to put. Sometimes you have a little extra milk left to take a sip of the milk. How fucking nice. Look, you just put the whole thing in milk. And by the way, shout out elementary, uh, high schools for that little carton of milk. What is it, 250 or whatever? Yep, 250, shout, yeah. Shout out to 250. It's probably 200 now. <laughs> yeah, fucking inflation's. Did you see how they made the one liter chocolate milk seven fifty oh. a few years ago? Oh, yeah. It was a sad day in snack history. Yeah, because everybody was like, ah, they're one dollar. You go to Walmart, they're a dollar. You're like, yeah, they're seven fifty, bro. It's a scam. Yeah, it used to be it used to be seventy five cents for a liter of chocolate milk. People don't know man. Fuck, man. You know what, man? You know what's a cool thing, snack man? Do you what's remember that? convenience store beef patties? Did you, did you live in the city at a time? No, no. If you grew up in Toronto, Toronto's such an ethnic city. You could go to a Chinese convenience store and get a Jamaican beef patty made in a little beef patty, like, warmer. Okay. You would just go in, get a beef patty, put it in your little sleeve. Oh, man. Wow. I'm going to we, – we, dude, we got to do a poll. Let's cut this video up, okay? People watching this right now will go on both cameras. Do you remember the great beef patty warmers of the convenience store <coughs> age? Like, 80s, 90s, you'd go inside a convenience store, and you'd walk in, and it usually be right at the front, a little warmer – You'd slide the door, you'd get your beef patty, you'd grab your little sleeve. Boom, one dollar. What a fucking pop. Whoa, two bucks. Go home with a meal. Oh, man, if you remember that, get in the comments. If you don't remember that, fuck, man. I don't know. You, you, you missed out. Those beef patties were fire. There's going to be a million people in the comments telling us that the best beef patties in Toronto are at Warden Station, right? All of those are all the same beef patty, though. Eventually, somebody ratted those guys out. They're like, those are all the beef patty. That's why you guys all think they're the best, because they're all the same beef patty. I'm just saying, I know how Toronto people be. And Their beef patties be beef, bro. There's, that's why they that's call them beef patties, because they used to just be called patties, but so many people started fighting about them that they're like, ha, them patties cause beef. They're beef patties. And that's it, bro. That's the <laughs> Little known facts by Mike Rita. That may be Toronto a fr- history. That's like a, a Toronto heritage <laughs> moment. <laughs> Toronto heritage moment. Yo, man, you got to call them beef patties because everyone's fighting over them. I'll have to find somebody better to figure out how to edit that shit. I can't do that, Mike. I did figure out last week, though, when I said I'd put the video of the crackhead playing the fucking statue. I did manage to get that edited into the video. So we're working on and on uh, putting in references to the for the people on YouTube anyway. The people that get the audio probably won't know what the fuck's going on. Liquid death is fire. It's so good. I cannot explain to you that it is better than your average water. And it's because it comes in a can. It's the cold can. We went through this. If you have a cold glass or cold plastic bottle and a cold can, the cold can is murdering your thirst. I'm going to bring in a coffee for a couple of fucking hoots on the dupe. 
Do we have to like fucking? You think buzz we can up? get a Tim Hortons fucking sponsorship? Yeah, right. These guys are the tightest asses of all tight asses. Tim Hortons. It's okay because I got beef with them, and I don't think we discussed it. Last week on my, this could just be a weekly segment. Snackman, Snackman beef, Snackman beef. Snack Yo, man, it's I like want Peter. that to be because I like it. it's like it's like a mini therapy. I'm like, let it out, brother. Let the people. It's hear like uh, Peter Griffin with grinds his gears. Right? You know what really grinds his gears? Yo, welcome okay. to grind my gears. All right. So here's it. Here's the latest beef with Tim Hortons. Is uh, Tim Hortons? I don't think has got the memo that ham is not Canadian bacon. Wow, truth. So fuck ham as Canadian bacon. That's a fucking ripoff. Right. So when I go to America, I like to educate my American friends because they talk about Canadian bacon. And I'm like, you're getting finessed with some exotic ham, friend. That's not that's not Canadian bacon. Yeah, they're getting maple ham. Yeah. Yeah. They're from coast to coast, from Nanaimo all the way to St. John. There is not a single fucking place in this country that Canadian bacon is ham. If there is, I would love to know where they are. I'm going to go there, and I'm going to smack them because everybody knows Canadian bacon is female bacon. It is pork loin rolled in that yellow. It, it, it's Cornmeal. Cornmeal. It's supposed to not taste like anything, but it tastes like fucking heaven. That is Canadian bacon. And for a company with deep, deep Canadian heritage, such as Tim Hortons, it is a fallacy that they even market this new breakfast sandwich with exotic fucking ham on it, Mike Rita. I'm not about it. As Canadian bacon. I'm not about it. It needs to change. This is unfathomable. And the only, you know, a lot of people like to fast fry female bacon. I don't do that. You slow cook, don't you? That's right, bro. You put it in the slow cooker. Bro, and you, and a little you, and bit of brown sugar. And you tear it apart for oh, sandwiches. Oh, my God, bro. Fuck anybody who tells you female bacon needs to be fast fried in slices. Bro, if you got the time the night before, you, you have friends that are coming over. You want to impress them? Make female bacon hash with slow roasted female bacon. I haven't made it myself. I've had someone make it for it's me. It's like a corned beef hash, but with female bacon. Bro, and it's, it's kind of, you can get nowadays, I think you can get a smoked female bacon like you, you know you, it, back in the day it was just one it's right corn meal ha- rolled right. but nowadays you know it's come a long way man i'm not even that big of a fan of it unless it's like that like unless or, or, or thin cut female bacon is also fire super crispy super crispy super nice yeah, and thin yeah. cut. but sometimes yeah. it's all fatty if you get like a thick piece it's like ah what the fuck? anybody that lives in canada knows that a female sandwich Woo! like lion's club i'm talking like you go to the fair, you hit the Lions Club concession. This guy just right? dropped Lions Club. <laughs> you know what I'm talking two about. Two old ladies smashing female <laughs> bacon sandwiches with mustard. You're like, here you go, you super fucking. fire, super <laughs> fire. I'm hitting the I'm hitting the fair. Winter Rama was just this past weekend. What's I'm walking right past the Smokes Poutine. I'm going to the Rotary. I'm going <laughs> to the fucking Lions. I'm getting I'm getting a female sandwich from my grandma or yeah, my grandpa. Janice and Darlene. This is two ladies working every single female stand. What does it come with? Sauerkraut or some shit? What's the fucking thing? Email. I just get it with like mustard and ketchup. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, just on a bun. Sometimes they throw some cheese on there. Like it's sliced, you know. I've. I'm th- I must be thinking about that Montreal smoked meat shit that comes with that. Oh, God. What's Montreal that? smoked meat is some godly shit. Bro, that shit comes on that fucking dough. What's that? Dough pumpernickel? Uh, rye bread. Rye bread. That's oh right, God. bro. Rye bread. Man, shout out uh, all those delis in Montreal doing it right. I love all those sandwiches. You know, that's what I'm saying. People got to stick true to the true meats, bro. Ham can never be female. 
and smoked Montreal deli meat can never be anything but what it is. If it even switched a little bit, Schwartz would be out of business tomorrow. If you showed up and it was like, no pickle flavor, you're like, get the fuck out. Bro, they're not even changing the menus. When was have you been, you been <laughs> in Yo, that shit, straight up. Now, I can talk on this subject, Mike, because I've done Dunn's. I've done Schwartz, and I've done Cats in New York, New York City. Never did Cats. Done the other two, obviously. Two no, comedy. you go to Cats. You go to Cats Deli. You Man. get yourself. You get yourself a smoked meat sandwich. Was it a busy? matzo ball? A, a fuck. Of course, it's busy. A matzo ball soup, and you get a black cherry soda. Whoop. That's it. Whoop. That's what you have to have. I might be going to New York soon. See I'll go to New York. I, I could go to New York. I could be convinced. Bro, that's what do, I'm saying, man. Do some pizza reviews. I've done. I've ate a lot of New York pizza, but I've never been to New York as a pizza review person. So that would be that would be something special, Mister Rita. He's the snack man. There should be like I should get like a cool costume made up. Remember the guy that used to go to all the weed events as a bong, bong man, bong man. He, he didn't even try. He was just bong man, snack man, like. Take, like, maybe a, a mix of the Howard Stern fart man. <laughs> but snack it up just a little. Maybe, right? Show up at Lyft Expo, one of those real corporate events. <laughs> Show up with the ass cheeks out. You have a button. that you, When you press it, it just plays the snack man, but instead of snack, scat man, I'm the snack man. Or the pusher. I'm your pusher. <laughs> just, like, remix that. I'm your snacky, I'm your bag. So how was the Georgian Bay Comedy Festival this past weekend, Mr. Rita? I know that's one of your ventures, and you had that happening. Hey. What was that like? Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know that I am a stand-up comedian in day-to-day life, and I try to run a little tiny little business. It's called the Georgian Bay Comedy Festival, a little guy right now, but we're going to grow. As I learn more about what the community wants, and in reality, I started this whole fucking thing because I just needed somewhere to do comedy regularly. <clears throat> and I could not, for the life of Get me. Get booked because you didn't answer your fucking phone. He ain't wrong, but it ain't right. Damn it. They will not, I will not settle for infestation. <laughs> uh, whatever he says, you know. But, okay, so, yeah, the show is great. I, I have built a small following in Collingwood under that brand. They don't even know that. They love Mike Rita because I host their headline. Sometimes the headline, because straight the fuck up, some weekends it's just so hard to book a good act for a good price to come up here. So I'm like, I'm a good act for a good price. I'm you pay doing these it. people? You got to pay comedians, baby, because showbiz is a no-biz. But in reality, bro. It's like when I was a cook and I always tipped the waitresses really well. I don't, I don't, I don't pay. Giving back to the community. I don't pay an absorbent amount because we don't make it's a little shows still, you know, 40, 50 people comedy shows. Um, but they're rammed and they're rowdy. That's and, good. And, and what you want to do is build it for the young people. You want young people to buy the tickets before the old people. I'm sorry, old people, but it's the truth. Are you saying the old people don't have a sense of humor? No, they do. They just are conservative laughers. You lose your laugh the older you get, and then you get it back in your, like, 70s. Like, during your 40s to 50s and 60s, you, this is how old fit people in their 50s laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people in their 30s. <laughs> people in their 20s. Woo! Woo! 
And people in their 70s, though, <laughs> like they get it back. You get it back when you get old because you're like, I'm retired. I got money. My kids have grandkids, blah, blah, blah. You're happy again. You're done working and you you're don't have to worry. You, you don't have to worry about it. the next day's work. You don't got to see Darlene and Janice making P-mails no more. You're good. You're out of the Rotary Club. You know what I'm saying? But in all reality, yeah, there's this weird gap. So I try my hardest to fill my shows with people from like 25 to I'd say 55. 55 to 65, you get so many complainers. That, that generation they didn't like is, the joke? Yeah, they're complainers, and they don't like dirty comedy. Like It's like, they're like, ah, well, he said balls a lot, and the lady said vagina. I don't want to think about that vagina. I had so many problems going to casino comedy shows for that reason. Oh, I'd yeah. go, I'd go, I went in, I remember distinctly, and I don't know if I ever told the story of meeting Sarah Silverman, but to, to you on camera or not, but I, I met Sarah Silverman and I was sitting there and she told an opening joke that was Sarah Silverman, a one sauce. And like all the old people were disgusted and just got up and left. And I'm thinking to myself, how do you show up? It's like showing up to a Louis show. Like, you can't show up to a Louis show. Those are VIP people from the casino that get the free tickets, That's exactly why casino comedy shows, you can go and see Howie Mandel. Yeah, but you can't go see Sarah Silverman. You can't go see, like, so Sarah Silverman told this joke about um, how everybody has a spot where they come. Guys, guys have spots where they come. Some people come in a sock. Some people come on their stomach. And as she was saying that, she looked at me. I was in the front row. And she goes, you, sir. You look like you come on your stomach. And I just kind of, you know, rolled with it. What didn't obviously get offended. And then after the show, I was lucky enough to meet Sarah Silverman. Nice. So as I'm walking up, she kind of has that look like, oh, the no. Guy. And uh, she, she says, oh, yeah, sorry about that. And I look her at her and I said, uh, you, you weren't wrong. <laughs> and the picture of me and her, you can see she's got a big, big smile because we're laughing laugh. together. Yeah, because truth be told, she wasn't wrong. Sometimes you got to bust on your tummy. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to bust in a t-shirt? You're going to bust in an old sock? You're going to bust in your dog's hair clippings? That got weird real quick. That sounds like trauma, man. Let it out. It's the black coach. So, um... I used to come on a lot of weird things, man. That's weird fetish, Mike? One of my favorite things that I ever... That's not kink shame. I'm not going to lie here. This is the no cap, pot cap... One time I was, uh, when I was in my younger years, and we, one of me and my exes were in a hotel, and we were doing it on the uh, hotel balcony. Wow. And, uh, Risque. Hey, she was a freak. And, uh, I, I, you know, I was like 20, 21 or something like that. And when I went to go bust my nad right off the balcony. Over the railing. Yeah, and we were just above the lobby exit. So there was, like, cars and people under there. And for all we know, somebody caught a fucking jizz nad. And the, the funny part about the whole thing is, is that they probably thought it's their lucky day because a bird pooped on them. Well, I, I am a bird and I am full of shit, so they can have some of my shit come piss shit nuts. <laughs> Honestly, straight the fuck up. That's going to be the clip I post on the on the Instagram there. I hope gonna- those hotel patrons got some of my bird shit piss nut dick. <laughs> We're my- banned. Suge Knight hangs vanilla ice over the balcony at the hotel. Mike Rita shoots nuts. You see, vanilla ice is a little bitch, though. Vanilla ice, what? He should have just, he wasn't going to die. Suge Knight wasn't going to drop him. Or maybe he wasn't. He was going to make up a story. I don't know. Isn't Suge Knight in, in jail for murder right now? Yeah, but he, like, ran a guy over with a car. That's different than dropping a guy from a fucking hotel balcony. Yeah, I mean, 
It's a thin line, I guess. Why the fuck would Vanilla Ice go meet up with Suge Knight anyway? He's a little bitch. I mean, you would think at that time, in that era, Vanilla Ice would have had security too, and both of them would have ended up dead if it was like Tupac and Biggie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you think he would have had some sort of security detail. But for all I know, he just showed up alone to meet Suge Knight, which would definitely, I think... Hey, Sugar, pleasure to meet you. Yeah, like, in hindsight, I think everybody would think that's a bad idea. Vanilla Ice is a fucking dink. Who goes, fuck Suge Knight. I think he goes by his name now. I don't think, like, he goes by, like... Marshall Mathers? uh, Ron. Oh, yeah. Rob Rob Van Winkle. That's right. He does, like, home improvement. You know that you have totally lost everything when you start a home improvement show. Hey, man, remember Ice Ice, baby? Well, the only thing that's cold now is my bank again. No, he must be back on top. He's back on top. I'm sure his company does well. Who the fuck wouldn't hire Vanilla Ice to come fix their... If you and I are rich enough and we live wherever the fuck he lives, and we're like, hey, do we hire uh, this guy with no one here? Brian Bomber? Yeah. Yeah, like, we're going to hire this guy fucking Holmes on Holmes? (laughs) Mike Holmes? Or Vanilla Ice. Or Vanilla Ice. Another another Instagram poll is alive. Who would you rather have renovate your house? Yeah, let's be honest here. Rob Van Winkle, formerly known as Vanilla Ice, who now has, like, an HDT television show, like, Home Home Baby or some shit. And, uh, (laughs) or do you want... Our Mexican brethren, homes on homes, uh, where the homies are come over and they fix your home. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, I thought we were talking about Mike Holmes. You're talking about just getting the homies to do it. I'm yeah, taking I, ice. I, 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 you know, I'm just thinking tacos, bro. But in reality, Mike Holmes shows up to your house and fixes your house or vanilla ice. Bro, you got to choose vanilla ice. Who are you taking? You taking vanilla ice, ice cube, or iced tea? Wow. Honestly, Fuck. Fuck, Mary kill. Fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Fuck, I'm, Mary you know kill. What? I'm going to kill Ice Cube. Wow. Wow. You're killing Cube? Yeah, because of no Vaseline. I think it's too violent of a song. It's one of the, we talked about that on episode two. <laughs> one of the great diss songs of all time. It's and maybe the greatest diss song I, of all time. I, I'm a very white young man, and I, I, it was very uh, disturbing to hear him be like, no Vaseline. And then, um, okay, but okay, well, it's a controversial game. It is. Uh, it really fuck, is. Fuck, marry, kill. Oh, all I have left is fucking marry. Yeah, wow. dude. That's why I was like, you really, you really did cube like that, bro. <laughs> wow. But I gotta marry Ice T because Ice T, uh, bro. Look the way he treated Coco, that's, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm marrying T too. Ice yeah, T's the Mary. He, he treated Coco right. Yeah. Every time you saw him, that guy was like laying down his jacket in a puddle. There wasn't even he, a he's puddle. A real, he's a real gentleman, Ice-T. Are they still together? I don't know. I believe so. I would think so. Yeah, how are you going to give up Coco like that, dog? You can't, nah. uh, you can't treat Coco like that. She's not going to walk away either. She loves Ice-T. Plus, like, Ice-T, he, like, he managed to be a gangster cop. <laughs> like that's, yo, a, that's a skill yo i never even put that together guy was like and yo fuck the police in the in colors the, you know, colors so, yeah, colors, yeah, yeah like, like yo i don't believe in none of that the la patrols off their fucking mind the way they treated a black you like you know straight the fuck up like you know like i i, I love iced tea and iced tea has 70s gangster lip and if you don't know what that is when he talks his lip comes up because he's so he's like snarling at the issue yeah you know when i think about the issues i do not respect police but i will play one for 12 million dollars a goddamn episode <laughs> like, bro and for like 30 fucking years bro that's why coco looked like she's 
She got baby blood in her or some shit. There's no way that lady hasn't aged in fucking 15 years, you know? <laughs> but, uh... So, so you never finished. Who are you marrying? Oh, yeah. And, and, so I gotta, and who are you fucking? Oh, uh, that means I gotta fuck iced tea. But it's iced tea. No, you said tea. you're gonna marry iced tea. Oh, yeah, marry an iced tea. I you gotta fuck... You gotta fuck... Uh, Robin Winkle. You gotta fuck ice, uh, vanilla ice. You know what? That's okay, bro. Vanilla ice is the most feminine of them. I put a wig on them. I just do my thing. You know? <laughs> you think vanilla ice is a bottom? Is That's that what right. you're saying? Bro. You, you think you're getting fucked by Ice Cube or, or Trans or sex has never been more popular. I just got to <laughs> pretend he's like a lady, like transitioning. You know what I mean? Who cares, bro? We, we, we got to respect everybody, and I am pro-fucking Vanilla Ice and Mary Fuck Kill of the three ices of rap. I'm killing Vanilla Ice. Wow! Yeah. You're going to do my wife like that, bro? Yeah. I'm going to do you a favor. How are you going to do my... Oh, yeah, you kill him before I get to fuck him. Wow. Vanilla Ice. Respect to the man who was always nice. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, I'm definitely marrying Ice-T. But uh, you know what? There should be a case made for marrying Ice Cube because Are We There Yet is a a quality family movie. He's done a few family movies where he does play a family man. Ice Cube... Ice-T doesn't have kids. Ice Cube, Ice Cube is a family man. Ice T couldn't have kids. It would no. So this is what I'm saying. So fucking, maybe, you know. maybe, maybe I think I'm going to be the controversial here, and I think I might flip my idea. I, I might flip it, and I might, I might marry Ice Cube because I think there's a better chance of a future with him. And I'll just fuck Ice T on the Ice-T side. Ice T fucks good. I would let Ice T fuck me. At the end of the day, yeah, you'd he, be the bottom for Ice T, but, oh, you, but, yeah. but you're making Vanilla Ice your bottom. Yeah, yeah, Vanilla Ice is my bottom. I'm not letting that fucking one-hit loser. Ice-T is also a one-hit guy, too. He's got two or three. No, Ice-T's got bangers, first of all, as a musical career. And second of all, Ice-T is the most accomplished actor out of that all, I think. What, bro? By far. I mean, Ice-T's got tons of of movies, but, like... Yeah, like, what, Three Kings? Like, uh, yeah. But still, I think Ice-T is the better... Okay, another Instagram poll. We're going to have so many Who's Instagram polls. The, the better, better actor? actor. Ice tea or Ice Cube? Wow. Wow. I mean, Vanilla Ice was only in the Ninja Turtle movies, so he doesn't have really a career to, to go. Ice tea or Ice Cube? Vote right now. Who's the better actor? It could be Vanilla Ice because he acted like a rapper and a gangster for a long time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but in reality, we want to know who you think. That's really funny. Ice tea or Ice Cube? Pick your ice. Take your ice, No boys. methamphetamine. Wow. No methamphetamine. Although, it does look like some of the people in this room on these walls have done methamphetamines. All of point. them have. Not one person here. Look, that guy's on meth in that photo, for Christ's sake. The only one who hasn't done Definitely meth is Johnny speed. Winter. Johnny Winter looks like a guy who'd be like, no methamphetamine for me, boys. Just local whiskey on the rocks and a smoke. Okay, I think it's time. Mike, I think we should try the Peepsy. Wow, hey, that's where we're at at this podcast. I'm staring bro. at it right now. All right, I'm here. staring it down. One Peepsy for you. Peepsy. Okay. Peepsy X Peeps. You're, you're full of shit. Artificial marshmallow flavored cola. All right, this here we go. what it looks like. We'll give the camera a Peepsy. These are mini cans. That's yeah, all, all I could find. We don't have giant hands. These are mini cans. Okay, Except here. there's we're that ready. one. This is a great sound effect. Here. Wow. Oh, wow. Can you smell it already? 
Go for it. Give it the, the in the chips. By the way, I was talking to Barry. Give it the in the chips with Barry smell. Does he know that we made a fucking awful uh, <laughs> review that's coming his way? Yeah, we're going to send it to him. I also, I, uh, I said we should call him. Wow, do a live. Hey, everybody, it's me, Barry. Yeah, that would yeah, be great, yeah. dude. Let's get a... I don't know how to do the Zoom thing where we could get the, like him on Zoom. That's way too technical. But I do know that there's a way we could call him. We could call people. Smell it, though. It, it's got... It's fragrant, I would wow. say. Hey? Okay, so right off the top, no Pepsi smell. No, no Weird. No, no cola smell. All if you, vanilla. This is like a vanilla Coke, bro. At the end of the day, this is what I imagine. Okay, and I'm going to go for it. That's what I'm smelling. Bro, vanilla Coke. But it's creamier than a vanilla Coke. It's almost like a cream soda Coke kind of thing going on there. Yep. Not, not, not far off from like a birch beer. You ever have birch beer? Yeah, I have. Absolutely. I'm the snack man, Mike. I don't know if you know. Sometimes I forget who I'm talking to here. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is another one of those circus colas. We talk about Starlight and the, and the limited edition. Yeah, like you have it, it once or twice. They're not horrible. It just tastes like it's got an awful amount of sugar in it. This uh, one can has 26 grams of sugar wow. in it. Wow. Remember that soda from the last week? Two the grams. Ho- Four in the whole entire bottle. And it was light and and crisp. And on a summer's day, you could crush one with no guilt. They overdo it on these American sodas, bro. But let me me get a good swig in here, all right? Because I've been taking sips. All right. I just indulged. I'm still getting... It's like as if you went to the... To me, this tastes like... PC Cola's version of vanilla Coke, <laughs> bro. It, it like, but it's not bad. It's real smoky, not 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 smoky, but but what, what, what like woody. You know, I'm getting something there. Yeah, yeah. I, bro, I think it's woody. Like you know when you drink whiskey and that aftertaste of whiskey, where they're like, well, whiskey has caramel in it, and caramel is caramel. Is, yeah, it's caramel. in cola, so that's what I'm getting. I'm getting like a smoky caramel. It definitely tastes like. Somebody just kind of like, oh, like we discussed with the other ones, they just kind of like knocked an extra like kilogram of sugar in the mix. That's it, man. It's just extra sugary tasting Pepsi with a creaminess to it. And I, I'm going to say this right now to my viewers and everybody <coughs> listening. I am not a Pepsi person. I am 100% Coca-Cola. You said that last week, and then you also proceeded to say that if they signed the check... You would absolutely be a, pe- a Pepsi person. Bro, I'm ready to say Coca-Cola is the worst company I've ever seen in my life, man. Fuck that red can. Red devil, bro. They're, they're saying this, bro. Fuck that. Go blue. Go heaven. Go peepsies, bro. <laughs> just, just send the check, too. Send a check. We need, send to get a check. A, we need to get a Venmo and all those American payment things so <laughs> random people can just start sending us money. Ven it up. Ven it up. Can you, could you imagine if people actually paid to li- like? Listen to this shit. They're gonna. You fucking Americans, we're coming for your USD. We want to keep it all in U.S. currency because it's stable. That's it. Give us your USD, your gold, your silver, your fucking grandpa's fillings. We want it all. Stable currencies only. That's one thing about traveling in Latin America is is that American currency is is go to universal. 
Yeah, everybody wants some of that American swag. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is my uh, mid-show piss. I'll be right back. Enjoy these commercials. Are you going to give a 10 out of this on the Peepsy first? Oh, yeah. Let me give a Peepsy review. All right. All right. All right. Again, not being a Pepsi guy. I don't know what you want from me, folks. Listen here, 90s camera. I am not a Pepsi guy. Don't peep yourself, though. If you really got to go, you can go. No, 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 no. I don't really got to go. Honestly, I just got to. I'm getting ahead of it. So that doesn't fucking get to me. You're old. That's, I'm an old man. That's smart. Getting ahead of it. I, I feel it building up. I'm like, ah, this, this fuckhead will come up. All right. Out Pepsi. of 10. Out of 10. Again, not a Pepsi guy. This is Coca-Cola. This be a 12. Unless Pepsi signs a check, then it's, this is a 12 too. This is a 6.8, 7.1. Again, I, always I like that two. you do ratios. I do, because it all depends on how I'm feeling. Some days, that's not that bad of a soda. If that was really, really cold, and we were in a sesh around a, fi- a campfire, it's actually a sick campfire soda, because it's got like a marshmallow. Like, again, it's got that marshmallowy, it's got that mellowy, caramelly, mm, I'm smoky, I'm around the campfire taste. It, I'll give it even a higher rating. I'll go 7.1 to 7.4. That's okay. the truth, okay? Okay. okay. The 6.8 seemed too, too low. It's not a bad soda. And the thing that it has, it has a nostalgia t- taste to it. It does. There's something in there. I don't know what the fuck it is. I, I grew up around campfires. I like campfires. This is what it reminds me of. Straight the fuck up. S'morio. Cheers to that. It's fucking S'morio. Can't believe they did that. <laughs> Man, we started on the most controversial. <laughs> All right, I'll be back. Enjoy these commercials. Headwater Calibre. <laughs> Head, at Headwater Cannabis. Shout out all the sponsors. Liquid Death. We're going to go back to drinking Liquid Death. I have to drink now two more of them so that I still peak clear after the show. That's my, my goal is there's people that walk around with water bottles and they try to get that done every single day. And I just can't make that commitment. But what I can make a commitment to is drinking at least two to three Liquid Deaths every single episode of the Snacks of Life. Uh, this past weekend, I uh, was at a snowmobile run. Uh, where they ride snowmobiles across the ice. That was quite fun uh, for the Penetanguishene Winterama. For all of the people that are playing along at home, that's another hint as to the near location as to where the studio is. Uh, put that one on your scorecards for future reference. Um, other things that happened uh, this weekend is I took a long drive down to Buffalo. Shout out to 716. I hung out with Buffalo Deep Dish, Matt. We went and did a few pizza reviews. I think we knocked off four or five of them in a three-hour period. Uh, there's lots of footage of that. And uh, we went to a place. It was great. It was called the Pizza Oven. And uh, when I showed up there, this place was only open three days a week. And they were only open from 11 until 7. Now, if you know much about pizza, pizza prime hours probably start around 7. Most pizza joints are open late for a reason. And this place is only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the guy inside was, like, super grouchy. Ooh. Close. Close. He was about tripped on the cords. We got cords everywhere. I would have ruined my own podcast. Um, so I'm at this pizza oven, and I'm like, uh, can we film? The guy's like, no, we don't want any more business. Just shouts from the back of the, of the pizza place. And he's like, yeah, my 92-year-old dad's back there making pizza. He's really crabby. And uh, he proceeded to tell me, true story, Mike, he proceeded to tell me that 
he goes, uh, it was really funny how he said it. He goes, yeah, you know, we've been here for a long time and uh, people come, but uh, we don't really want any more business from anyone. We just like, you know, making the pizza we make. And uh, what's that guy with the red Camaro? What's that guy with the red Camaro's name? And he kind of like looks and he does one of these. And I'm like, uh, Guy Fietti? Guy Fietti, you know, however the fuck you say his last name. And he's like, yeah, that guy. We kicked him the fuck out of here. He goes, he came here with his cameras. We told him to get lost. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he goes, it was amazing. This this story is like the guy, he had two heart attacks, and he decided he didn't want to sell his pizza place, and he just makes pizza three days a week. His 92-year-old grandfather's amazing. The, the pizza was okay. It wasn't like – the story was way better than the pizza. Wow, what but, a disappointment, buddy. Get it together, you old grouchy fuck. Your pizza's just okay, and you're, you're buzzing off Guy Fieri. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes those are the best places, Mike. If you see the footage of it, it's like going into a time. Like, I had this conversation with Matt. If you were sitting in a boardroom and you were like, we're going to make a retro pizza place, you could not make this place because you just couldn't find the paneling. And, like, the they're just – it was, like, made in the 50s. It, it, they didn't even have a fucking light-up sign, Mike. Their open sign – it didn't. It didn't even have a light. It wasn't even light. You one can of get one of those plaques. at Costco's. Literally, like it was like it looked like it was from like 1962. We're no. open. <laughs> it was yeah. the wildest spot, man. And the guy literally screams from the back. We don't want no more business. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Um, That's so selfish, though. You gotta. You should have yelled back in and not even grouch. You got a son and he's got a family to feed. You old coop. Well, the son was like 70. That's the thing. Oh, then the son's like. Ah, we also don't want any more business. You're like, Jesus the, Christ. The son came out to talk to me, but he didn't want to be on camera, and he told me the whole story, and then he literally goes, he goes, if you want, you can take a picture of that story on the wall right there that tells everything. I'm like, all right, dude. All right, bro. Give me your pizza. Thanks a lot. But Buffalo's a Buffalo's a, a weird place like the that. The grouchy. I said to Matt, I think people in Buffalo, they're a lot like me, where they're, you play music over there? <laughs> Uh, they're just kind of they're just kind of stubborn, and they don't necessarily embrace change very well. Uh, we like the Galleria. We like the goddamn border. We like the goddamn bills, and that's it. Mm. Sabers now. The bills are out. It's big. Sa- everything sabers. We like sabers. Our sabers. Our sabers. Tage Thompson. We like Tage Thompson. You we know, like Miroslav Shatan. We like Dominic Hasek, and that's fucking it. When I was at the Sabres game earlier this year with my kid, the lady in front of me, she went on the classic Buffalo hockey. If you ever get talking hockey with someone from Buffalo, I, I, you you might know this, but immediately the thing that's brought up is Brett Hall's foot in the crease. His foot was clearly in the crease. I don't know what they were thinking. You oh, my know God. What, uh, you ever want to hear someone rant for five minutes about Brett Hall and how much of a piece of trash he is? You want to know something? Go to Buffalo and mention his name at a sports bar. Wow. I, I, I don't think he'd be safe in that city. I think Brett Hall, him. your foot was in the crease. You knew it. We knew it. Everybody in the whole Buffalo Tri-State knew it. I had to call William Attar. I wasn't out in the car. I was out in the crease. I was in the crease because you broke my heart that night. Our Buffalo Sabres with 39-22 on the last fucking 50 games of the thing. You know, he's just a guy for And I'm going to tell you, Dominic Hasek, Dominic Hasek didn't deserve that. He, he was there to make this save. You fucking grease. You fucking <laughs> Your father paid off the NHL. You've seen, 
you seen I was listening to the radio and the William Matar commercial came on. I sent you that this Bye. weekend. What a dream, bro. W W B L K. And if you live in Toronto and you're you're itching for a hip hop station, I believe that you may be able to pick that skip across the lake. W B L K in Buffalo is a hip hop station, and yeah, they had to. But the the, the William Matar commercial was all like urban, like it was it was quite funny. I should have sent it to you. Hurting a hurting a car call Matar. You know that man has straight money. Because his number is four 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 four. You know how long ago that guy's been doing business for that to even have been available. <laughs> William Attar is a vampire. We don't know that four 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 has been around so long that this guy was around in like <laughs> 1984, the, the day that uh, Buddy George Bell or whatever the fuck <laughs> former Blue Jay George Bell invented the telephone. Alexander Graham Bell is that what you were <laughs> no, looking no, for? No, no, former Blue Jay great George Bell reinvented who, Canadian. I'm gonna. T- it'll be one of those more Canadians. <laughs> One of those means I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my kids this is who invented the telephone hey, into the picture of George Bell. Is George Bell at the plate? George Bell with a double hair on the second. Of the, uh, I think. But, uh, <laughs> but but in all seriousness, when uh, yeah, four 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 man, who's got more money, William Matar or the Cash Man? Fucking uh, what's his name, bro? Oh, Russell Oliver. Russell Oliver, because it's the Dude. same kind of like shisty business. Both of them. One's a pay you chicken scratch for your gold. I'm Russell Oliver. That is literally nostalgia. And you know what the great thing about Russell Oliver is? Is he is front stage, front row for just about every huge event in Toronto. He is a Toronto socialite. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he loves it. If you meet him, he'll stand there, take a picture. He'll he'll, he'll do the... uh, He doesn't say no, buddy. What's his thing? His... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He loves the whole oh, yeah thing. He passed it on to his kid. His kid does the oh, yeah thing. Russell Oliver, I'm going to tell you something about Russell Oliver real quick, has made a career on divorce, on rich people going broke, and I'll like, buy your Rolex, your Prada bags. That's right. Nobody's selling these things if they're not going broke. You don't buy a Rolex and sell it if you don't need it, the money back. You buy it and you, you bought it at a premium. You bought the Rolex at fucking 20 grand. And now you're selling it to fucking the cash man for five because you need it back. And he's not, and he's the only guy in town who's going to give it to you. He's the only guy in town who's going to give it to you. He'll give you five grand right now, cash, boom. Give me that Rolex. And then as soon as you leave, the second you leave, he's selling it for 15 grand and he's putting $1,000 of that like profit into, oh, yeah. That guy's ads come on minimum five times an hour on CP24. Oh, he's just, and, and five times an hour for the last, 35 fucking years. Man, he's had theme songs. I'm the cash man. He he painted himself silver. Remember when he was was trying to buy silver? He did the full silver thing. I want your shit. Dude, he, 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 man, Russell Oliver, top five Toronto um, socialite slash like figure of all time. He's up there with the Dundas Square. Believe. He's up there with Believe. The the believe guy who scares the shit out of people in downtown Toronto. He's up there with Santa Claus. Do you think that we could get Russell Oliver on the podcast? We could get him on a phone call for sure. A phone call? If we learn how to do phone calls, we could get Russell Oliver. Hey, Russ, we're big fans of yours. We do a a Snacks of Life, and we want to talk about how you're a top five figure in Toronto. We we only want a few minutes. Oh, he'd be into that for sure. And uh, we just want to talk to you quick. Five minutes. It'll be huge. The people will love it. You give us one, oh, yeah. We don't want to take any of your time. Whenever you can do it, we'll do it. 
Oh, yeah. So I was at a comedy show, and I can't remember who I was at. So I, I've seen Russell Oliver actually twice at a comedy show. One wow. is documented, and you can see it yourself. You can see it, and you can see it yourself. The viewers. He was at the Russell Peters Netflix special, oh, and sick. he was right front row. And Russell Peters, of course, being local, called him out and hey, was like, yeah. Russell Oliver sitting in the front yeah, row. Yeah, and like made a thing. Then there was another comedian, and I can't remember who it was. What a dream. And it was at Scotiabank Arena, and they had like, you know, six people. It was like a warm-up comedian, right? Yeah. Guy from out of town, I'm going to say. He didn't know. He didn't he know like, Russell yeah, Oliver? Okay, so he had like six people up on the stage, and they're like a lady, and he was doing like the freestyling comedy, you know? Can't remember what he's doing. He gets to Russell Oliver, and Russell Oliver steps up to the front, and the crowd goes fucking wild because they recognize him they're like it's rocking russell oliver buddy in the arena immediately erupts like fucking we scored a goal yeah and in the guy he's taken back obviously because they haven't done this guy and he and he literally goes wow the people must really know you and he gives them the mic and what does he say oh yeah he gives them the oh yeah dude he went nuts the crowd (laughs) went Fucking bro, insane, you saw bro! Live, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah! Oh my god, dude! And the comedian was like, "What the what fuck? the fuck? I want to buy you a gold Rolexes, Bugatti, whatever <laughs> you've got. I want to fucking buy divorce, income loss, lost your job, <laughs> your house is too expensive, mortgage. Oh man, he's not. He, he does another one too. What's the little Jewish guy who sits at the table? Uh, I'll give you a mortgage." Mortgage guy. Oh, with his name. Fuck, Fuck, man, little Jewy dude, bro. He's hilarious. I love him with all my heart, man. Is your house leaking? Your roof broken? Do you need a second mortgage? Oh, what this fuck? And 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 then the commercial just shows the storefront, and you're like, this guy. What the fuck is this? How much money does this guy make? This guy's been running ads. Him and I don't know, man, dude. Diamond and Diamond. Oh, Diamond and Diamond's got a dude. That's another another guy front row all the time. Yeah, that guy from Diamond and Diamond. He's there all the time, bro. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And the snack bin. <laughs> bro, they have the they had they had Diamond and Diamond. Shout out to this is a big local show here. <laughs> Diamond and Diamond is if you don't know, a local insurance brand. They, they no, they're not insurance, they're they're lawyers. And they're like uh, injury lawyers. And they had this great theme song. They would be like, Diamond and Diamond doesn't want any money until you're done. And then at the end, they would just go, Diamond and Diamond. That was it. Diamond and Diamond. <laughs> if, you caught it, if you caught it at the end, you'd literally think it was a jewelry commercial. That's right. Diamond and Diamond. Dude, there's a bunch of them. There's Spence. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Uh, yeah. Woo! You got to know Spence Diamonds. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Spence, right? But that's right? stupid. Co- wow! Yeah. Why does that? Dude, it sticks in my Anytime I hear that, wow! You know Spence Diamonds commercials coming up. There's a bunch. You know, okay, okay another one that's, that's really sad is how iconic the Marineland commercial is and how absolutely horrible Marineland is. My wife grew up in Newfoundland. She's 3,000 kilometers away. She could tell you the song right now. There's a place I know in Ontario where the sea lions fish. So, so the story goes like, oh, oh my God. Banger. Fire. Banger. banger. Certified yeah. 90s banger. banger. There's not yeah. a person in the in, in Canada. <laughs> that and isn't... in the tri-New York Buffalo State area. Oh, my you know, God. They got those commercials, too, around the clock. Oh, my God. And, the, and it's like. I know that Marineland is horrible. I've Bro, been that there. whale hasn't been that happy. Don't ever believe that. That whale, Chakra, or whatever her name is, poor thing. 
true story. I got I got tickets as a comedian who performs at the casino regularly there. Yeah. I got some free tickets to go to Marineland. Okay. So it comes in your your comedy package. Marineland tickets, arcade tickets. You get uh, to go up in the Ferris Ferris wheel. Wheel. <laughs> Yeah, you're you already get the go karts. Go karts are premium. I, no, they're That's, not. They're not. They're not part of the nah. uh, like casino. Like, cause the casino has their finger in a bunch of shit. Yeah. So yeah, the keg. You, so you get a bunch of yeah. You get one free meal. Oh no, you only get fifty percent off, and you get a free appetizer. I remember that because I, I I took advantage of it. But that's uh, cargo. You get free Marineland tickets because they can't. They they just hope to God that you buy a pizza slice so that they can keep that fucking hellhole open for another day. Bro, Straight not gonna lie. Fuck up. And this is the truth, and I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this. That dolphin show was fucking sick. Now, do I remember it being way better when I was a kid? Yeah, because they had a fucking <laughs> sea a walrus and they had whales and it was bonkers. And I remember telling my wife, I was like, when I was a kid, man, these fucking dolphins would like sh- shoot a ball up in the air and a fucking seal would shoot across, and it was bonkers. They, they don't do that no more. They do a couple flips. They do a little thing with the. They do a little dance with the trainers. They show how re- like their relationship is and how blah blah blah. They but try to sugarcoat it a little bit. Yeah, they, they try. They try. It really is though. When you're there, you're like, man. They haven't cleaned these tanks. Like, there's like it's rust. scuzzy. Yeah. It's scuzzy. You're like, oh, they know they're dying, so they're not not dying, but they know they're almost done. But the it's going to be a is, condo. I cannot remember her name anymore. The the whale that they have there is really sad. Shaka or Shasha or Shuk. Siku or something. It's something like that. Miku, or something. Miku yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Misku. I fuck. I can't remember for life of me, man. Shout out to Walrus. Uh, Walrus Whisperer. Isn't that the guy that's like going against Bro, them or something? I, I know who you're talking about. Huge. He, he has like a mind, like a documentary. He's just been going after them for years. Yeah. Now. Fuck. So fuck on the on the real. Fuck Marine Land. Just fuck any kind of like. If if it ain't the like Toronto Zoo is okay. You ever been in the zoo? Like, there's one animal that I always feel bad for, and it's the cheetah. Because he can't run. Can't run. And it, it, yeah. I, we had watched a documentary about animal stress. Right. So when we watched that documentary, when I went to the Toronto Zoo, almost every animal was actually pretty happy except for the cheetah. Cheetah had walked so many times in its circle that yeah. it, it there was a track from it walking. The grass wouldn't grow. Right. And that's a sign of stress when they do repetitive stuff over and over again. Right. It, it's like it says almost they've tapped out. Yeah. So the cheetah was the only one that did that. And uh, the cheetah lived like right next to the hyenas. The hyenas were chill. They were having a blast. Real? For real? The, the hyenas were chill. The hyenas imagine were chill. That. They were having a laugh. Like just like in real life you would imagine. Yeah. Hyenas were chill. Bro, giraffes were chill. You could see stressed out animals because we had watched a documentary about enclosures around the world. Right. And what happens to these animals when they're put into like really bad enclosures you know yeah and it, it was awful some zoos do a good job like the toronto zoo does they really try bro they i mean they they have to or the pedo will be on their fucking ass so my son you know you're a family man i'm a family man my son loves the zoo and i had to have the conversation with my son about zoos and i think that the the thing to keep in mind is is that um these zoos a lot of them were first of all especially in america a lot of them were city zoos but they come from a time where you know, there was no internet. There was no YouTube. You never saw you, a monkey unless you went to the zoo, bro. Fuck, man. You didn't see none of this stuff. There was, like, no, there was barely even photographs of half this stuff. That that's you, right. you know, you go to the library and look it up in a library. fucking Encyclopedia Britannica or that some was shit. Your, that's all you got, you know? That's what it was. So I was trying to explain to my son that, like, you know, there was a point in time where, you know, these things were, were big attractions. First of all, these zoos have existed for 100 years, some of them, right? Bro, Brooklyn Zoo. Think about how long Brooklyn right. Zoo's been around for. So there was no television. No. No, there was a newspaper boy on the corner saying extra, extra, right? He wasn't talking about no lions. So there was an Funny. era where these were really important, like, pieces of a community where they were education tools. And, and, and there are good things that zoos have done by breeding and saving inst- uh, instinct or endangered species and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah. However, on the flip side, you know, 
now we do have the ability to go and look at fucking Steve Irwin, you know, with stingrays and all that shit. Why you got to use stingrays, bro? That killed the guy. <laughs> that's like being... <laughs> that's so funny. You know, you can go watch Steve Irwin with stingrays, <laughs> or you can go watch, uh, you know... <laughs> this guy's so funny, man. You're fucked. I was just thinking of other dudes who have died and tried. Or you can go watch, you know, Paul Walker and drive... <laughs> and Acura. Yeah, you know, and... <laughs> Dude, chill, man. Chill. But, again, you know, there's the ability for you to see these things and to be educated about these things and and feel interactive with these things now more so than in 1910 i went to uh, a zoo a Great few years point. ago in in st louis and it was a free zoo it's a city zoo and it's absolutely free to go to so this is also something that people that don't necessarily have money to go to a Blue Jays game or to go to something that's expensive, they can still go out to the zoo and you can go and see all of the different animals and it's better, absolutely free. Better than High Park Zoo? It was a great, it's one of the best zoos in America and it's free. Now, funny enough, when I went to the St. Louis Zoo, and this might have to be one of the videos I dig up and, and insert, I did catch the tortoises um, mating. Hey, Merry Christmas. Yeah, and the, the little kid beside is like, Mommy, Mommy, look it. Look at the tortoises. They're wrestling. <laughs> Kids are so innocent, bro. So innocent. And uh, <laughs> the other guy's like, I don't think they're wrestling, honey. <laughs> As these two Somebody, tortoises yeah. are just hammering on each other. Nothing better than a little slow tortoise sex, you know? Tortoises, because they got like five good humps in them before they, like, you know, they keel over so they give it their all for those five humps. You ever watch tortoises fuck? This tortoise must have been part rabbit then. This guy was going for it? I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to dig the video out now, Mike. Let's get some fucking tortoise busted. We're have to not say for work. Uh, this is going to be an X-rated to- tortoise <laughs> porn. Where else will you get tortoise porn? Not on the WB. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was that was an interesting trip, seeing the tortoises fuck in St. Louis. Uh, what else? Are we going to do some more snacks? So I brought you garlic parmesan. Bro, are they soft? No, they're, no, no, they're hard. They're hard, pretzel right? pieces. We've got uh, one of my personal favorites right now is the peach Twizzlers licorice. If you're a licorice person and you're a peach person, I think you're going to appreciate that. Uh, the Doritos, tangy tamarind, which you shied away from last week when I mentioned uh, I know, them. I know. Spicy, sour, zing. It sounds like Mike Rita to me. North America, Frito-Lay. Guaranteed fresh. Shut the fuck up. You son of a bitch. What the fuck is tamarind, bro? Dude, are you struggling to open the chips? No, again? I just want to know what tamarind is before we open it up. I don't know, man. You don't know? No, fuck no. It's a spice. All right, I'm going to do it's the bear. They, it's, it's what they put on stuff in Mexico. Where is it? Yeah. I thought that's the stuff that they put on uh, Mexico. Bag open. You definitely improved your bag opening skills week to week. <laughs> I got to torture you a little bit, right? Spicy sour zing. <laughs> Bro, Barry and the Chips. This goes out to our boy Barry and the Chips. Week two. Week two, Barry and the Chips. We're, we're reviewing for In the Chips with Barry. Oh, yeah, this is another. 
This is another guest review for Barry and the Chips this week with Mike and the Snack Man. And we're trying Doritos Tangy Tamarind all the way from Mexico. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be crap? It's from America, actually. It's from America? Yeah, it's from America. Even worse, you capitalist scum. All right, I wasn't going to do this. I was just going to make you do it. But now it's for my man Barry. I'm going to try them as well. Okay, let's go. This goes out for Barry and the Chips. The nose test. I don't know what tamarind is, but I bet you I'm getting it because that's all oh. I'm getting. Whatever the hell. I don't even want tangy It kind of smells like soy sauce a bit. Soy sauce. It smells like an apartment hallway, bro. Okay, one sec. Here. Take a look at that. This, a nice chip. I couldn't find a foldy because it's the Doritos. You're onto the thing with the, the, the... This is definitely more coated than this side. You see what I'm saying? Remember that? I told you. on the tumbler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you said it was a tumbler. I always thought it was a conveyor belt, but you're right. Now tumbler. we're going to have to clip in a How It's Made video. Maybe Discovery will give us the rights to that. Okay, in the chips with Barry. Uh, first first impression, I'm not going to enjoy this. Bro, tamarind's got to be like Indian food or some shit, bro. Tastes like Indian food. Tastes like curry? It just tastes like Indian food, bro. It kind of smelled like that. Okay, all right, here we go. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay, it's, it's kind of bad, though. Too lemony or some shit. All right, that's that sour. Oh, Somebody likes these chips. There's Not a, me. There's a demographic for everything. I um. If you made nutsack chips, we will buy it, bro. They have vagina chips. Did you know that? No, but I they have vagina flavored potato chips now. Yeah, if I had the ability, I would. There's niche markets for everything. Some European company. Um, bro, these those chips. might sandwich. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Barry, you got to do a guest, a pop-in right now and tell us if you're a chef, you're the chefman's, whatever the hell tamarind is, I wasn't ready for it. It was spicy, it was sour, it was way too much lemon, bro, it was just so fucking over the top, it, not gonna lie. It was very potent, very, very potent. I wouldn't have a second one if you paid me, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not having a second one either. And, uh, okay, Barry does five stars. This is a one. Is this it a one, one just because it's a Dorito? Yeah, it's just gross. It's, a gro- it's too over-flavored. It's too much. I think he gives zero stars. You, oh, yeah? Oh, Barry, you're fucking ruthless. In the death with fucking Barry. Jesus, great. I could be wrong. We'll have to research that. But anyway, In the Chips with Barry, that was a guest review. Those are disgusting. Hopefully you haven't reviewed them and gave him a five. That would be devastating. No, he would never, man. Barry, we know and love you, and we know that you love a good chip, not a bad chip. These are not a good chip. In the chips with Snackman and Reitz. Goes out to our boy Barry. Get him. We're going to have to start doing sandwiches if one of these weeks or something. I was going to show up with some tuna. This is a sandwich of history tuna that we all have for lunch <laughs> as children. The snacks are life. Snacks, snacks are life. All right, what are we doing here? <laughs> Subject, snack, what are we, a joint? We, we, you smoke all your weed too? Yeah, I think I we need work, to, we gotta, we, we gotta roll some weed. I'm gonna roll a communal joint right now for us, for us. Well, how about I'll, I'll gut a blunt. You are, yeah. we're gonna blunt together? We haven't yeah. blunted yeah. together yet, yeah. bro. Well, well, I'm gonna gut a blunt and uh, we'll just play random sound effects. The uh, snack's alive. I'll just make commercials to them. Hey, smoke weed every day. Smoke greets every way. Uh, what do we got? We got some. Y'all already know what it is. Intermission music. 
You already know what it is. Ritz and the snack man rolling up the blunt. We can only play that much before the algorithm will kill us. Yeah, they'll be like, how fucking dare you play music? Yeah. What do you think you are, uh, Cisco? Do you remember this from week one? This is a great one. All right, proceed to smoke weed. Rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Yo, I don't even call him Anthony Bourdain. That was my boy, Tony B. Tony B. Tony B. Tony B. You guys don't even know, man. Me and Tony B are like this. You know, you ever hear Tony B talk about it? He just loves a burger. At the end of the day, it was he was just a greasy burger guy, and I'm about that. You know what the good thing about Anthony Bourdain was? Everything. He was your boy. Yeah. You know what I mean by that? When you he, watch yeah. something, you're like, this is my guy. I feel like Anthony Bourdain had that same thing that where you knew that what he was saying was what he really felt, and he wouldn't, like, sugarcoat shit. You know what I mean? Like... He also got to sit down with Obama. Like, he sat down with a president, man. You know what kind of stature that puts you in? Like, the group that you get put in? And the crazy part is, is Anthony Bourdain didn't, like, meet the president at the White House. Yeah, so, no. President wants to meet Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain's like, meet me in a Vietnamese fucking noodle house. That's the kind of clout that Anthony Bourdain has. What a weirdo, bro. What a weirdo, you know? Like, hey, Prez. I got this great noodle place in town. Uh, can your security fit in there? Uh, we'll see what we can do. Imagine, imagine getting that assignment as a secret service. And uh, you're like, you need a oh, filter? Yeah. Oh, you have filters. Yeah. Roll me one up. I'll use it at the end. How big? How small? Uh, just do it, and I'll figure it out. All right. Double fill. Double, like, double fill. I'll hold getting, it, and then it'll pop open into your blunt. After. That's what we're doing. Uh, imagine getting that security detail, though. You like wake up, and you're like, oh, fuck, Susan. I got to go to take the president to a noodle house in Vietnam. You're like, what the fuck? It's the last place the president should be. This motherfucker should just be at Camp David chilling. Charlie's going to get him. That's the name of the Vietnamese, right, Charlie? I don't know, man. Is that what they called them? Making the warrior talking? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not that versed. Fuck. There's a a bunch of great names for those cats. I'm going to find out I'm racist. That's like a racist term and I'm canceled. Oh, no. How dare you call the Vietnamese? Wait, how many different ethnicities have you slighted in your career? I'm going to slight them all. I actually slight them all. It's like it's equal. I'm going to tell you something, man. There's this weird, you get a card. You get a card from, if if the people who are closest to you of, of that, that rate. Yeah, of that ethnicity. And they don't give a fuck, then I don't give a fuck either. Right. Because they know where it's coming from, and they're the only ones I'm going to see face-to-face and have to deal with on a regular basis. Now, if I offend them, I'm, I'm, I feel awful. So is that like broken. if you check in with Jay Prince in Houston, you shouldn't die? <laughs> well, you got to explain that to me. What, what does that mean? Uh, the, the rap a lot. In the, in the rap community, they always talk about how you need to check in. When the, with the you know the OGs in the city and and Rapalot and the Prince family has uh, always been like the Houston you know connect or whatever. But then oddly enough, just recently, uh, Offset got shot in Houston in the company of Jay Prince. So oh shit yeah, and there's a lot of controversy on the internet. I'll I'll leave that to Joe Budden. Um, but yeah, you like Joe Budden or not? <clears throat> Actually, on episode two, I professed my love for Joe Budden. Um, stuck between platinum and flop, underground and mainstream. Conscious, backpack, scratch that same thing. I'm somewhere between the real and the fakeness. The red pill, blue pill, real and the matrix. And I can't take this. If the game needs a new look, I'm between the tummy tuck and the facelift. And everything I say in these pages is straight from the heart. Nine magazines, y'all can't break this.
Yes, I like Joe Budden, and that man had bars when he rapped. Joe Budden. Lighter. Joe Budden. <clears throat> is. Well versed and well educated in a lot of subjects, and also one of the most annoying people to listen to sometimes. <laughs> He's so opinionated. It's like, but when his opinion is something, that, and this is just how humans think, and it's just the way that it is. Because I got nothing against Joe Budden. Because when his opinion matches up with mine, I'm like, this guy hit it on the head. Right. He couldn't have nailed it more. Right. And then when he says something about somebody I don't like, I'm like, Joe Budden's a bitch. Fuck you, he's so angry about. Take a breath, Joe Budden. Jesus Christ. Like, remember when he gets mad? Is it Lil Yachty? I don't even like Lil Yachty. Yeah. yeah. But that whole situation. He was trying to tell you. You know that. that Y'all need to be smart. Y'all, he's like. But you know that that in that situation, he was speaking like trauma because Joe got fucked over in his record deal. And he has a lot of beef with the record industry. Not Kanye style beef, but like, so like. In his defense, because I'm a Joe Budden stan, he was he was doing it the wrong way, but he was trying to like he he was he was expressing what happened to you him in the wrong That's way. You know what I mean? The most perfect way to explain Joe Budden, he wants he has his heart is in the right place, but he's so he's got a lot of trauma to deal with, so he's got so many walls up. That him just telling you something basic has to go through three ball- walls. So that's why it's like he almost has to yell through those walls to get, you know, he couldn't talk softly to Joe Budden about something. So, so I, Joe- I've actually met Joe Budden and I talked about this in episode two. Tell me about it. Um, I met him in, I met him in Boston. Damn. Actually, the first time I met him was in, uh, was in Toronto at Chocolate Lounge. We talked about that episode two with the Flyer Vault. And then I met him in Boston um, I was part of a Joe Budden fan board when he, like, the internet first popped off. Shut the fuck up. And he showed up in my hotel room. And, like, I, I, I've met Joe Budden multiple times. He knew me by name back in the day. This guy's a and Joe. And I was literally, a, like, a Joe Budden stand. But it was because his music, he was, he, the way he talked about it, it was real shit that he was dealing with. You know I'm what okay I mean? With that. I actually have no problem with Joe Budden's music. And I think that Joe Budden, on paper is a great rapper. I think it never... Tra- not that it didn't translate to, like, mega hits. Obviously, in the rap community, so respected. And I, and again, nothing against Joe Budden, bro. No, it's, no, no. It's against the... Uh, it's against- He's opinionated as fuck. The podcaster Joe Budden, though, it's the perfect platform for him, though, because he does create that controversy, man. You either love or you hate the guy. I, I'm right in the middle, honestly, because sometimes I love him and sometimes I hate him. And I think that's the best kind of personality to have when you're somebody like Joe Budden. Because if everybody liked Joe Budden, then he'd be being fake. And if everybody hated him, then he'd also be being fake. Is that why people send me fucking weird messages in my DMs? Is that why I get all sorts of weird shit? People telling me to cut my hair and stuff, Mike? You're the next Joe Budden, bro. Oh, man. I can't rap like Joe Budden. Cut your hair? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why is it anybody's business what your hair I don't know, man. We said it last week. Someone said I look homeless. I was like, I... I mean that. You know what? That's fucking in this economy. <laughs> in today's economy, we all look homeless. What are you, a trillion? <laughs> I mean, out. I was one IPA in my hand away from him thinking that I was living in like the distillery district. See, Let's the be idea realistic. Of somebody being homeless and why? Because you have a beard. That's all it is. Is your beard? It's unkept. I think is why. 
Gives a shit. Not me, clearly. What are you, what are you supposed to do? What, what's a kept beard? Ah, a man with a kept beard. <laughs> That's right, society. Don't let your beard be unkept, <laughs> you shaggy homeless fuck. You keep your beard and you keep it well and tight to your face. I'm sure, there's, like ho- a man. I'm sure there's homeless people that are making tons of money in Toronto. You're crazy. There's a, probably a homeless TikToker who's not even homeless anymore and just like every day goes outside of their house and lays down and is like, Thank you for everybody sending me Venmos. I oh man, that's a great dude, grift. You know what? Funny enough, like that is the internet. There was a dude who lived in a trailer with like no appliances at all, who skateboarded to work with ocean spray and you ended mean up. My boy, old Smoke Dog, bro. Yeah, like love Smoke Dog, right? I saw Smoke Dog's video when it had fifty-seven thousand views. I thought you were going to say 57. I was like, wow. No, no. 57,000. It wasn't. Bro, think about that. How many that. million do you think it has now? Oh, it's got to be in the nine, 90 million over, every, on, on every platform. It's, all, it's probably 100 million view because it came out during COVID when everybody was just sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah, and you could go outside and ride a skateboard. He, man, he got Stevie Nicks to do it, didn't he? Bro, no, he got uh, Matt uh, Fleetwood. Yeah, Mick Fleetwood. Fleetwood. He got Mick Fleetwood to do it. And, um, Fuck, there was a bunch of people that got in on that. I think Stevie Nicks smoked a cigarette in its honor, you know? Like, listen, bro. My boy Smoke Dog, shout out Smoke Dog, changed his life. 100%. He was, he, he was this breath of fresh air that we all needed during COVID. This just weird, you know, fucking fool... This Holmes, this fucking, like, what do you call those dudes? Like a Vato, like a Vato, you know, like, like an essay just showing up on a skateboard. And the thing is, he doesn't acknowledge the camera right away. He's kind of recording, watching his skateboard. And then he looks at the camera like, oh, you guys are here, eh? What up, yo? Just cruising, ocean spray. They got him a truck. Yeah. They gave him, like, tons of money. A Toyota. You know they're coming correct when they give you a Toyota truck. They want you to have that forever. We're going to get so much hate from the Ford Chevy Dodge community. You know what? Dodge me with that shit. <laughs> I'm uh, it, it, Toyota Tacoma, I think, is what they got them. That's, that's Toyota Tacoma, Toyota 4Runner. Yeah, you know, there. which is really funny. Why would an ocean spray get him, like, the most legit car? Why would you just get him, like, a good car? Get him, like, a great car. You make millions I'm of dollars. I'm pretty sure they gave him this. the car, and he still had the, like, you should have probably... Got that Thai guy with the cocaine problem to come in and move the bus on his trailer. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Maybe Exhibit could have pimped his trailer out a little bit for him or some shit. But My favorite internet personality right now okay. is Chinese Elon Musk. Hi, I'm Elon Musk. And, uh, you know, and he looks just like Elon Musk, but he can't speak English. He's like, I want your money now. I'm Elon Musk. I have not seen this. Wow, Elon. Need, you're going to have to send this to me. Dude, we got to find Chinese Elon Musk. Do you, I, get the, Elon. do you get the ads for Ivan Custom Pro, the jeweler in China? No, that's fucking hilarious, though. Dude, there's a, he's like, dude, you're, I'm going to have to send you this. Is this guy the fucking... Is this, what, he's like the Johnny Dang <laughs> of China. Straight up. Ivan Custom Pro. <laughs> Ivan Custom Pro, man. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. The videos, I can't stop watching it sometimes. I can't breathe, bro. I, I, no. You know what jeweler comes up? Some, like, New York, Brooklyn jeweler with gold chains. And he's just, like, always snapping cheap gold chains. He's like, you see this? Pop. No good. You got, got no quality there. I don't know what people want. It's really funny, man. Uh, okay. My other favorite guy right now, too, is uh, uh, Meals by Chug. 
Do you, do you follow Meals by Chug? No? I do not follow Meals by Chug, bro. Oh, my God. Shout out to Gene. He's awesome. He's like an Italian guy, and he drinks Diet Coke. DC. You're all class with the DC. Yeah, I, that's another great page. <laughs> I w- I'd love to get him on the podcast. There's a, You know who I like? You probably follow this guy, the inspirational pizza guy, Slices, slices by Sally or something, Sally Slices. He's like the guy who does like he has like big ears and he kind of has like a he does like slices in New Jersey. Oh man! Maybe I'm missing out on a pizza a pizza Instagram. Everybody this week that the hot video to send me this week was of a guy throwing pizza dough around. He's like this bigger Italian looking dude. It looks like he's in New York City or something. It was on Reddit, and this guy's, like, rolling the pizza on his back and doing all sorts of stuff. There's another guy that follows me named Nick Deslin. He's, like, the pizza man, and he, they, they actually have competitions, Mike. I don't know if you know this or not. Of dough throwing? Yeah, like, it's like, it's like pizza dough. Like, it's like a devil. If you were to, like, have a devil sticks competition. Yeah, those guys are sick with it, But, though. like, pizza doughs, and they're, like, they toss them. They roll them on their arms. They, like... They like, and when we say roll them, they do not break circular. No, no, it's weird how they do it. I've seen, I've seen a few videos of it, man. It is, it's always New York and New Jersey. I've never seen one California pizza maker toss it like that. You got to be in the, you got to be in the New York uh, area. There's something in the water. William Attar has to be within calling range. I'm pretty sure he goes anywhere someone is hurt in a car. Yeah, that guy will chase an ambulance all the way to Missouri. 100%. I feel like like you're in Kansas, you get hit by a car, and he just pops up like a genie. Wow. Well, you just hit by a car because I'm William Attar. No need to call 444444444 because I'm already here, 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 here. Him and Flo from fucking whatever, Geico, they're in a race to get to your car accident. It's either that bitch or... a hoe. You think so? Yeah, she got big teeth. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> I can't tell, but I feel like she she's always around, surrounded by a group of guys. All these There's insurance another... hoes are. <laughs> what, 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 what were you saying? I, I'm just trying to. I'm thinking you could like. She probably got wild in college. She was a girl. That's that's my biggest fear in life. I got a daughter. You so have like, daughters, so I'm like, hey, no fucking whoring out. I, I make sure my daughter, I try to keep my daughter educated, and I'm like, oh, but then they go to college and they're whores. <laughs> is it Don't. inevitable? Is that what you're saying? It's yeah, like- it is inevitable in today's society that your kid will have five years of whoreism. <laughs> and you know what? Everybody gets to shot. I, I got my shot in my early 20s. They, you know, chicks get their shot. It is what it is. So is it like, it's like a ladder. It's just like what rung of the ladder does she get up? Of the horrorism, yeah, you, you yeah. know, some kids, some, you know, you don't want her to be a level one, like, frugal, nothing, don't touch me, broad, but you don't want her to be, like, a fucking ten, two dicks in her ass by, like, fucking, you know, yeah. teen years. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want her to just enjoy her life, but don't be a, you know, how do you, but you can't instill that. You can't instill that. You just got to make sure you, you give them the tools to I make sure. I think it would be kind of creepy if your dad said, don't take two dicks in your ass on your way to college. Are you fucking crazy? I'm going to be that dad. I'll fucking GoPro it and then TikTok it. But weird dad gives way too deep of a speech to college daughter. Do not sit on a black couch. <laughs> no matter what no they matter say. No matter what they say. No matter what they say, honey. Don't drink the Hennessy. If you meet a black dude who's taller than seven foot and he says he works in porn, you stay away from that guy. I've seen it, and Mandingo is not your friend. I had a friend who used to go to the bar, and he used to tell girls he was a dolphin trainer. And he had a whole routine about how he worked at Marineland. Did it work? 
Yeah, yeah, it did. And it was disgusting how well it worked because he was passionate about it. He, he was... He was great. There was a time in my college years what where, I, yeah, straight up, he was such an asshole. There was time in my college years where I would use the extras, or I'd say, I, I basically like how I was in the Bills commercial. I'd say I, I would just take a popular movie at the time, but I'd make it a few years old, and I would just pick a scene in the movie where there's just tons of people. So I'd be like, oh, you know, Mean Girls in the cafeteria. Oh. Yeah, I'm just eating. I'm just eating in the back in the filmed in Toronto. Right? You just pick a movie, you pick a big scene, and you just say, you know, I'm an extra. It's nothing big. They um, filmed Hairspray I'm, near my high school, and everybody used to say we were extras because they filmed, like, a scene, like, <laughs> like down the street from us, you know? I saw John Travolta in costume, like, you if know? If you're passionate enough about it, you could pull it off. Especially, you got to take into consideration, this is at the bar. There's been alcohol involved, so. When I was younger, before I got uh, in, 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 into the family man life, one of my favorite things was to tell chicks that I was a stand-up comic. <laughs> and, uh, and you were? And I was. <coughs> and they just automatically assumed you had another job. They, were, they actually thought I was lying every time. And they'd be like, no, you're not. I'd be like, I swear to God, I'm a stand-up comedian. And i go, Google it. And the girls would always rush to do it. They, they couldn't wait to either be right and you're a loser. Or I mean, you're Google, the it, truth. Google it. If you say to somebody, Google it. Google it, man. That's a, heavy, that's a heavy bluff in that poker game. Dude, Google it. And they would be like, no way. And it would never be the girl that you'd be chatting to. She would always throw it to a friend. Right. Google it. It says his name Becky. Mike what? Yeah. Mike what? Reed? And you'd be like, no, Rita, R-I-T-A. I swear I'm a comedian. And they'd be like, I don't know. I think you're just funny. I don't know if he's actually a comedian. And then they would Google it, and the friend would always be like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, he is. Look. He's on Google. Look, there's videos of him at Yuck Yucks and stuff. Oh, my God, you are a comedian. I'd be like, I told you guys, man. Fuck. Look at that, man. Look at that second article. Comedian Mike Rito wins Second City Award. Come on, yo. Fuck. <laughs> Bro, and it would work. And, I would, and a lot of the time, this is a true story, man. This is such a weird thing to talk about. It's the truth. I had guilt about closing the... I had guilt about closing a lot of the fucking deals near the end of the night. Especially if the chicks had been drinking. Not yeah. because I have. That's because you're a gentleman. It's not. It's because I love my mom. It's a true story, bro. I love my mom, and I grew up with a sister who's older than me, and she always instilled what a jerk you got to be to smash a girl when she's drunk on the first night. She goes, like, oh, dirtbags do that. You get her number, you know, you like walk her to her cab, and then you just call her the next day or something. Like, but you don't try to, like, really hard try to pick up these girls and bring her home to smash. And I was like, yeah, that is a loser thing to do. 100%. Okay. I, it, 100%. It, it, it was just a thing, like, Bro, we had a great time tonight. You're drunk. Grab the cab. Here's my number. Call me tomorrow. And, I, yeah, there was tons of times where the girls would be super impressed. Super, and I, and, or they'd be super upset. Uh, uh, you know what? There wasn't too many times because I think they knew. I always liked to play that right nice guy. I was, I was a nice guy. I always yeah. liked the nice guy. My, my girlfriend asked me, my wife now, she, she asked me, like, did you get, like, did you fuck a lot of chicks when you were younger as a comic? And I'd be like, no, but I fucking flirted my ass off. Loved knowing that I could. Never really did. He's I, just about the hunt. Bro, the hunt was more fun than the kill. True story, guys. Was the kill cool? Yeah, bro. It was also cool to just go home and see if they were cool chicks too and if you even liked it. Because a lot of the times, 
You just be thinking with your dick. Hey, this is soft. This might be soft, but when you can get it, you can get it. You're not fucking out there shooting every fucking easy duck in the pond. You wait for the fucking duck that you like, the one that's got the good fucking fluff, the one that looks like it's going to be a fun time. It's not going to be... Guys, if you're chasing one-night stands, you're going to get maybe one or two. You chase chicks that you want to fuck for like a month or two and build something, and if it works, it works, and it doesn't, doesn't, you'll get one every couple of months. No problem. Boom, and you boom. get way more attention from girls when you have a girlfriend. I have a great clip that explains this in a weed sense. Oh, see, the average fool going there and buy a $15 hit and not give a fuck. But the real heads, though, the ones that we know and that we fuck with, they're going to want to eat. Boom. That's the truth. Circa that's, 96. That's it, right? I don't know what you... <laughs> that's why Mike smokes only Headwater Cannabis at Headwater International. Headwater Cannabis. The best cannabis quality on the over market. Quanti- quality over quantity, Mike. Ooh. If you own smoking baby Yoda, you ain't smoking shit. We're getting to that part of the podcast where we're starting to wind down because we're fucking ripped. I think we've been at it for over an hour now. Baby Yoda jar. BabyYodaHeadwaterJar.ca <laughs> We're going to throw up the fucking thing again Make sure to get our stickers Snacks of Pod Snacks of Life Pod New stickers done by Beck uh, There's actually a poll out right now uh, Beck told me that I needed to get a public petition With at least 50 signatures And then he would be a guest on the podcast And uh, I figured that is uh, a lot of work So no, I'm just doable. going to 50? Well, yeah, but I actually have to get people signed where I could just flood his DMs with people that follow me and yeah. piss them off over the next week with like 200 DMs. Hi, back to the pod. At Roger James. So send him a message. Tell him you love the cartoon and he needs to come hang out with us. We should end every podcast by doing five minutes live <laughs> on top of the case. We'll set up a phone and we'll do five minutes live. Because you know what, man? People would probably love to just chat and talk shit. I hope everybody who's been listening to has enjoyed this podcast. I want you guys to know that we get ripped for real. Somebody asked me, are we really getting this high? And I said, yeah, we are getting this fucking high. I mean, it would be absolutely blasphemy if we didn't get this I mean, imagine there's got to be people out there smoking CBD, pretending it's CBD. I had a conversation with somebody actually about CBD and Delta 8 and Delta 9 weed and it's a big thing in America in gas stations right now. Delta 9, baby. Delta 9. Okay, Delta where are we going to put nine. this? Do you want to just hold it? We'll just pass it back and forth. Yeah, let's. We don't got to fucking. We got to fucking. Facts of life. All right, so we're live. Last five minutes. Last five minutes of the podcast. We're going live here. Let me hold it and we'll see if we can get the, uh, the double here. You got a pop out or something? Yeah, you do. Of course, man. How do I do this shit? How do I do that? You got to show me. There's an arrow. Hey, we're going live. Four people watching. Let's go, people live. We're here with comedian Mike Rita and the Snack Man. Snacks of Life live. Ask your questions. You got you got questions. We're going to take some questions from the audience. We're here. It's me and Mike. We're live in the temple. We also like to call it the carpet and poster uh, studio. We're doing episode four, and we're live right now on Instagram, taking questions from the audience. This is going to be the last five minutes. Yo, we're taking some questions. What up, uh, Devin Perkins? What up, Barber Bus? The, <laughs> the ultimate snack man. Yo, DJ Dev, snack, snack it up, snack, snack it up. Yo, we're here with the snack man. Snack man, what did we have today on the podcast? Today we talked about uh, my beef with Tim Hortons and uh, them advertising Canadian bacon. Uh, we talked about going to Buffalo and how cheap a 50-inch television is in Buffalo this weekend. It's crazy. It's going to blow your mind. Uh, 
Somebody asked the first question, Mike, who smokes more weed, me or you? Oh, man, honestly, if it's per gram, I don't even know. I'm a big bong smoker during the day, so, I mean, I'm always smoking bong. Do I smoke a lot of bong hits? Yeah, I probably smoke like 30, 40 bong hits a day. But, uh, I mean, bong hits are little, you know? They're little specks of weed each I'm time. more of a dab guy. See, so, dabs, uh, I mean, you know, da- one dab is more than fucking, you know, more THC than like five of my bong hits, man. Yeah, so I don't know. That's it's not it's not apples to apples. It's apples to oranges, but we're both smoking and, and we're both getting this high live on on the podcast. Don't think that this is fake weed. This isn't Hollywood weed. This isn't some sort of weird this is the highest quality headwater cannabis at Headwater International. We got the blunts going right now. Today we also sampled the Peepsy. We talked about the crazy controversy of Pepsi not naming it Peepsy. Uh, big opportunity missed in the marketing department. I hope somebody lost their job over that. Um, we also talked about the biggest blunder, which is the S'mores Oreo not being called the S'moreo. Uh, that, was, that was a big one. Uh, today we're smoking on, someone just asked, we're smoking on fried ice cream and frosted fruit cake, courtesy of Headwater. And uh, our backwoods are dark stouts. Uh, best snack to buy right now. The best snack to buy at this moment, I'm going to say, probably will be the Peepsy. Uh, it's probably the most uh, recent edition. It's a limited edition. It's something you probably want to get your hands on. Um, beyond that, I think Mike would co-sign this. There is going to be a restock of the Caramel Bugles, the infamous Caramel Bugles. Insane. If you can get your hands on the Caramel Bugles, get yourself the Caramel Bugles. They're fucking wild. I don't know how to explain them, but... Uh... They're, they're fucked. They're like smoky, crunchy, bugly goodness. We're uh, going to finish this blunt on live, and then we're going to end the podcast. Thank you, everybody that's been supporting the podcast. We're on episode four now. Episode three does drop tomorrow at 7, 10 a.m. We are a three-camera podcast tomorrow, folks. We have three different angles. I stayed up till 1 o'clock in the morning cutting this all by myself. And uh, tomorrow at 7.10 on all platforms, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music, we're on Google, we're on Amazon, we're on iHeartRadio. It'll be live on YouTube, premiering at 7.10 tomorrow morning. If you're driving in uh, to work, I would suggest you listen to the podcast then. You can listen to this. The the question was, where can I listen to this? You want to search the snacks of life or you want to pay attention to the story, I've posted all of the different uh, associated links. But if you listen to podcasts and you can't find us, you need to tell us because I'm pretty sure it's everywhere. It's on Stitcher. It's, uh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere it should be, and if it isn't, we'll put it there. That's the way it's going to be. Shout out Buffalo Deep Dish. Just entered the room. I did a lot of content with him this weekend. Hopefully that will come out soon. It's a lot of editing. Uh, the blunt is almost done, Mr. Rita. So is this episode. CP24 Everywhere did come up on the episode today. We were talking about Russell Oliver, <clears throat> Canadian, and Toronto icon. We talked about... What else did we talk about? Man, this episode was jack full of me and Mike Rita. We went off, so make sure to tune in. Tomorrow's episode drops at 7.30. It's going to be fire, too. Seven ten in the morning, Mike Rita, every Friday. Every Friday, 7.10, it premieres. Get your goddamn fucking subscription on it, and let's go. Shout out to Liquid Death, as always. We, uh, we're proud to uh, be sponsored by Liquid Death and Headwater. We got two water sponsors, Headwater International at Headwater International, at Liquid Death, of course. 
Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for checking the live. We're out of here. And everybody that was listening, this has been the Snacks of Life podcast. Uh, you want to go first? Do you want to cough for a little bit? And I'll give them my ads. Everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I've been your co-host, comedian Mike Rita here. You can find me on Rita the Human. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Mike Rita. And uh, honestly, just uh, make sure to check out if I'm in your town. I'm coming out. Uh, you know, I, I love performing as much as I love podcasting. And uh, I hope you guys come check me out. And I'll be at uh, the Yuck Yucks in downtown Toronto first week of April or second week of April. And uh, so make sure to get tickets for that if you're in the GTA. Thank you for everybody on this camera, on that one. And uh, throw it to my man here on the side, the Snack Man. Uh, yeah, I'm the Snack Man. <laughs> uh, new drop. Be on Sunday of this week. But uh, by the time this episode comes out, there'll still be lots of great <coughs> things on the website. Lots of Easter jelly beans. You can catch me at Rare Snacks underscore Toronto on Instagram. Rare Snacks Toronto on Facebook. And uh, you can just... Uh, like, comment, subscribe, tell us what you think about the podcast, all that interaction. We'd love to hear it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. Peace out. Yeah, 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 yeah.